ladies and gentlemen, the wait is over. I know it's been a hard, tough three months since it's we recorded. Four months, Hot I think. Minute. It's been Maybe a it's been second. Four I know you've been missing each and every one of mm-hmm. our voices. I know you've missed football like we all have. And yep. most importantly, I know you've missed your coverage of the best fantasy football league in the land. Hold on to your pants because in this season four premiere, we have a recap of the biggest storylines from the NFL so far leading up to this point. We have a recap of the This League 2023 rookie draft. And when I tell you there's one or two trades that shook up the league, I'm being serious. Hold on. We're going to get into all of those and more. Welcome back to season four of This League podcast. Y'all boys ready for this? Powder folks, let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Mother, ladies and gentlemen, if you happen to click on this podcast, congratulations, because I can promise you that you picked on the most bestest yes. podcast Verbs, in all of the land. Words, Chris. Words. You did it. We're gonna be a little we're gonna be a little shaky. Like today. we said, four months. I can already I can already feel it. But yes, you are listening to the premiere of season four of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast, where we talk about the best fantasy football league in all of the land. As always, I am your hostess with the mostest manager of Team Fairlife, Chris Mitchum, and I'm joined with the two rider dies of this podcast. We have owner of the close but no Jamar squad, Tim Raider. What's going on, everybody? We're happy to be here. Happy to be back. And we have the one time... No longer defending. Ooh. That really hurts, to be honest. I didn't. I haven't even introduced you yet. Shut up. Shut up. You know. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> you, you gotta, remember this. You got to. You got to be welcomed in. I'm just kidding. No. Well, tell is, me to shut up. <laughs> it is the owner of Let Russ Microwave, Aaron Hunt. How's it going, brother? What is going on, people? It's glad. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad. I'm juices are flowing. We're 44 days away from Thursday night. It is good to do it. And as he just said, Tim, you stole your thunder. I'm sorry, I know. man. <laughs> we That's are, all right. We're almost September 7th. We have roles. Sorry. We have <laughs> we have responsibilities on this podcast. We don't have any script. It's all good. Like, to, uh, like Aaron said, we are 44 days away from opening night. Ladies and gentlemen, football will be here before you know it. Fall crisp air will be here before you know it. And it's going to be great. Oh, I'm so ready for that. In this episode. We have it all for you. We are going to quickly run down the biggest stories from the offseason. Running backs are upset. Quarterbacks are changing. Rookies are here. We're going to run through all of that and more. And, of course, you are here, I'm sure, for the rookie recap. It happened. Me and my five first-round picks went into this feeling joyous and great. And hold on to see how that turned out. And, of course, we also have the post-rookie draft pre-training camp, way too early power 
rankings. We had the way, way too early power rankings last episode, but now we're going to hit the way too early power rankings on this one. The league put in their input, and now we have the results. I, for one, am very excited. Before we get into all of that, real quick, fellas, how we been? It's been three months. I mean, Aaron, you're engaged now. I'm not sure if that was a thing before. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, barely. Okay. Barely. Got, right. I, I just got engaged in our last episode. There so. we go. Congratulations. Yeah. Very adult thing of you. Yeah, planning a wedding still. I know. Things are going smoothly. Yeah. She's still still around. The save the dates went out. That's <laughs> she's a, still around. She's still saying yes. She's still here. That's still, all that matters. That's what we joke about is, hey, the save the dates are out. I mean, this is happening. This so. is It's it. Right. And then, Tim, how's it going over there, brother? Oh, it's going all right. Life's chugging along. I know. We continue to Oh, nothing. Chug. You just built a deck. <laughs> you built a deck. You built a fireplace. Yep. Mr. Bob the Builder over here. Say. He's so casual about it, too. It's like this sprawling deck. He's you like, have, yeah, I just you, I built that. You have become pretty casual YouTube. about it. She's like, yeah, you know, it's just, just over every, here. Just, you know, built a fireplace, you know, just rip down a wall. and Because I'm all so tired from the all the other shit that I'm doing. Yeah, it's whatever. It's fine. It's cool. You're officially the manliest out of all of us, Tim. Congratulations. I try. <laughs> all right. Well, without further ado, folks, we're going to quickly go over the biggest storylines from the offseason that you probably didn't miss, but how do they impact the league? Well, let's find out. Let's get into this. Broncos country. Let's ride. That jingle just really hits different. It might be time to <laughs> we're, we're still we're, we're waiting on the Broncos country of this season. You know, nothing's dropped yet. Nothing really funny yeah. yet, you know? I don't know who would. What if he's bad again? <laughs> what if? There's a decent chance. He was not good last year. It was really bad. Yeah. It was tough. What was he finished, like quarterback 15 or something? Felt like 25. Really bad. Yeah. Really tough. All right. Well, since the last time we talked to you, a lot has happened, including, for instance, the NFL draft. Rookies went everywhere. Bryce Young won. C.J. Stroud, two. Anthony Richardson to your Indianapolis Colts, Colts, go Colts. at number four. AR-15, let's go. That's right. Aaron, as a Colts fan, you know, we've been through it, right? We've been through Andrew Luck, ripped our hearts out. Phillip Rivers kind of worked out. Carson Wentz didn't really work out. And Matt Ryan was a disaster. So finally, Chris Ballard comes around and says, you know what? Let's just tear it all down. Let's draft the most athletic quarterback to ever grace the face of the NFL Combine. How excited are you as a Colts fan? I'm ecstatic because it goes against how we've, I think, drafted in the past. It's like, yeah, let's take a risk. And you know what? High risk, high reward. I love rolling with that. Because if we're wrong about Anthony Richardson, we're going to suck again, and we're just going to get another high draft pick. So might as well just continue on this track until we get it right. And, yeah, honestly, it's like with Anthony Richardson, he either is going to be worse than a backup or he will be a top 10 quarterback. Fantasy-wise, easily. Yeah. Because, I mean, but maybe rushing even in, scores are broken. Maybe even in, like, real-life NFL. Potentially. Yeah. He has the potential. I mean, literally, if he just learns how to f- throw a five-yard route, you know, a five-yard slant, we're golden. Yeah. You know, he's going to be so good. Tim, real quick, from an outside perspective, I was told, can't confirm this, but I might kind of remember it, that it was around 3.30 a.m. in French Lick, surrounded by the boys. The rookie draft just ended. And a tear may have come out of my eyeballs talking about Anthony Richardson and how good, how bad I want him to be good. Because this is the most exciting thing the Colts have had since Andrew Luck. And even, yeah, really. 
even Andrew Luck wasn't as exciting. You know, it's like we knew he was going to be good. He's a generational prospect. He better freaking win us 12 games. Like Anthony Richardson, I've been telling this to people all the time. If we go 4-13, and it's going to be the most exciting 4-13 and you've ever seen. We're going to have a great time doing it. This, so from an outside perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is the pick that you've been waiting for. If you're a Colts fan, how disappointed would you be today if Anthony Richardson went two and then you guys drafted Bryce Young? Or CJ Stroud felt you, you don't want the Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Correct. Like, like I'd be like I'd feel good, but not like, like fine. I wouldn't be buzzing, the, the tingle you, know? you have right now <laughs> yeah, in my balls. For for Anthony Richardson is is what you're after. That's what that's why we spend so much money on like NFL franchises that have nothing to do with our lives. Like actually <laughs> we get so invested in all this. They reel us in with this excitement and like, like there's a, a buzz around the city that like you would not have gotten with any other of these quarterback prospects. So like Anthony Richardson was the only pick to make this year for the Colts. I would have sold my house. That we a were going to pick Will Levis. A I would have sold my house. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's white. <laughs> <laughs> he has a freaking Bible verse tattooed to his forearm. I'm like, this is the most Colts guy ever. Just so Indianapolis. But no, we picked the big black exciting dude. Apparently he's we don't get that camp. very I don't know often. if you've seen those reports. Yeah, Malik Willis is outperforming him, yeah. in case you were wondering. Um he might old, be the backup job. Yeah. Or Will Levi Jeans down there. I don't know. So um, I will admit I'm so enthralled with Anthony Richardson that I don't even know like who the Bengals take. <laughs> so the Bengals went pretty much all defense. Okay. Because we're about to pay a boatload of money to Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. You think T. Higgins stays? I think so. It, I, sitting here today, I think we get it done with those three. I think everybody else is at risk of being chopped, but – that's the risky run. You know, I'll take it. I'll, I'll play with rookies on defense. You know, we'll just draft and reload, and we'll, we'll keep signing the guys that are the top at their position. So as long as we do re-sign all three of them, you know, A-plus for going all defense pretty much in the draft. A couple wide receivers to add, but all defense. That's fair. Well, there you go. Load up the defense, pay your offense, kids. That was your NFL draft. Obviously, you know, you had the rookie – wide receivers go where they went, quarterbacks, running backs. We'll get into all of that whenever we get into our uh, This League Rookie Draft recap. But to quickly go over other notable things that's happened in the offseason, one DeAndre Hopkins gets cut from the Cardinals, not traded, not, you know, like traded for any assets whatsoever. They just cut him. Because why? They're a crappy organization. Because he's washed. They need money. And, and they need money. So he goes to the Tennessee Titans. I am sitting across the table from the DeAndre Hopkins owner in this league, Mr. Tim, owner of Close But No Jamar. As the DeAndre Hopkins owner, it yeah. could be better? Could be better, could be way worse. Sure. Between the Titans and the Patriots, I'll take Titans 100 times out of 100. I don't want McCorkle Jones fair, fair, fair. chucking it down the field. I'd rather have McCorkle <laughs> Jones. <laughs> I'd rather have uh, an aging Ryan Tannehill. I'll spit my beer out there. I think I think Hopkins washed is a bit rash. I think he's got a year of probably you know, especially on a you know this team where he's the number one target. I think he's getting 
you know, maybe not the 140, 150 targets, but he's probably getting 100, 110, you know, 70 catches, 1,100 yards, and, you know, six to eight touchdowns. Like, he'll be a fine, like, low-end wide receiver, he too. Can, he can do what A.J. Brown did, which, like, when A.J. Brown was dominating the Colts back in his heyday, he would finish the game with, like, five catches, but he'd have 180 yeah. yards and two touchdowns. I, I think he's like, got, he was also, what, 23? I think he's got one or more, one or two more years. I still wouldn't put Hopkins too far down below. I mean, where he didn't, Hopkins didn't have a drop comes off quick, last man. Year. Julio Jones hit thirty one, and the next season was booty cheeks, and no one True. saw that coming. I think Julio was more injury prone than DeAndre Hopkins was, though. Yeah, yeah Hopkins just does steroids. Julio, <laughs> <laughs> so he can he eats be a lot of great The older he gets, he just sticks needles in his booty. <laughs> That's fair. I agree with you. Um, I don't even know who has Ryan Tannehill in our league. Is it Probably nobody. Clayton? Clayton why, why would anybody? Clayton. Clayton has him on his bench. I guess that's good for you. Um, I think it's a hit to Zach, and I think that's not going to be the first time you hear that. Um, yeah. It's a hit to Zach. The Traylon Burks hype probably gets tampered down quite a bit. You could also point to stretch with the Chikakonkwo hype that was there for a while. Yep. That kind of puts, I think, some water on all of that. Not saying it can't happen, but it probably puts some water on it. So I, I will say with Burks, like especially with Zach, he doesn't need him necessarily this year. Zach's probably realistic and knows that he's not going to compete. Sure, it's probably blessing in disguise. As long as he gets the asthma under control from last year or whatever it was. I mean, you know, it's off-season hype and, you know, training camp, you know, hype train, all that. But Traylon Burke's apparently looking real good in camp. Everybody is. Yeah, no. Everybody and their mother. I'm I'm missing the Zeke headlines that I always shared every year with you guys. (laughs) Never failed. Zeke, best shape of his life. Who wants a first for him? All right, let's move on. We'll hit this one real quick. Tom Brady's gone. Hoorah. It is now Kyle Trask's season or Baker Mayfield's season in Tampa, whoever you want to choose. I mean, there. don't just gloss over the fact that like your mortal enemy as Colts fans is finally gone. Like, I thought he was fine in Tampa. I didn't mind Tom Brady in Tampa. I really didn't. Yeah, not so much the Tampa times, but like on the Patriots all those years. Yes. Like like he's he's gone. The villain is slain. I mean, yeah. I feel like the entire NFL could say that. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Dad is gone. Finally. Him, him and Kim K though. Maybe. Maybe. I don't even know if that's that actually confirmed. I don't know. Who's Kim K? Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I don't know. The Kardashian name. You know the Kardashian name. Yeah, I know the name, but like, I don't Tim, know what they do. Tim, Tim just is doing either. woodwork. They, they don't do anything. <laughs> building a deck. He's building decks. He doesn't, <laughs> Disconnected he doesn't look at from the world. Listening to my AM, FM radio. AM 1500. 106.5, the fan. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so obviously, real quick, I think that downgrades Chris Godwin a little bit. It downgrades Mike Evans a little bit. Some have tried to compare them to the Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett thing of last year. Yeah. Which maybe I don't know. Geno Smith is. I feel like he showed evidence of being decent. Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, just none. Yeah, <laughs> Baker ain't it, man. Just none. So. Probably exactly. downgrade some of those for those guys, of course. Tim having Chris Godwin and Stretch having Mike Evans. Let's dive into this running back situation real quick. It's been a tough offseason oh, for the running back. Let's hop on a Zoom real quick and discuss it. <laughs> Mama, don't raise your kids to be running backs. That's very true. Mm-mm. I mean, you got Dalvin Cook on the streets, Zeke on the streets, Playoff Lenny on the streets, Kareem Hunt on the streets. Like, Last year, these were all, like, viable fantasy options, and now they're all just hanging out there for, you know, somebody who owns Ramondre Stevenson, or, or sorry, Anthony, owns Ramondre Stevenson, or somebody who owns Devon A-Chain, or even somebody who owns maybe, like, a Damian Pierce. I guess he got Hall? Singletary. Brees Hall. Yeah. We are all holding our breaths right now, because maybe other than Dalvin, any of these guys landing on a team, you're not going to, like, run to the waiver wire and be excited to pick them up. 
they're just going to hurt somebody else. Yeah. Even the Bills, James Cook. Like, I'm terrified one of these guys <laughs> lands on the Bills and takes away my precious James Cook. Like, I think right now, outside of Dalvin, where he goes, I think he surplants unless it's somewhere like New yeah. York. Um, But they're just going to be bombs on the team, and they're just going to make somebody really sad. And I think we're all holding our breath right now. Yeah, I feel like with the running back situation in general in the NFL, it's really going to the analytics, right? Of, okay, you know, they hit 27, 28, like we got to get younger. And if you can run a four five and we have a top 10 offensive line, I mean, just pay a dude a million bucks Don't to, need them. to run behind that. I yeah. mean, don't pay your running backs. Even like Jonathan Taylor next year. I'm like, yeah. I love him. He's good. But if we pay him, 12, 13, 14 mil a year, I'm going to be like kind of upset. I'm going to be like, ah. The, uh, one, the, one man ruined it. Yeah, the, the only girls. way you can pay a running back big money is if you have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Fair, yeah. Because that's when you can pay just about every other position. So Jonathan money. Taylor, is that what you're saying? So <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, I think, could be one who gets a three- or four-year deal because you know Anthony Richardson's got five years. So that, that that's one that's special. You know, the Giants paid Daniel Jones – um, Kirk Cousins is making far too much money in Minnesota. <laughs> so much money. Um, I don't even know. Like like Zeke, you know, you can't pay Dak. CeeDee Lamb's coming up. You just paid Tony Pollard. Like, you, you just can't devote a lot of money to it. But if your quarterback is on a rookie deal, I think you can get away with it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then obviously, Aaron, your worries got relieved for at least a year. Actually, today, July, whatever today is, 24th? Twenty five. Twenty fifth. Saquon signs a one year deal, which yeah he did. Ensures you he's <laughs> going to show up to training camp. He's going to play week one. It's going to be great. Josh Jacobs, on the other hand, and really all of these other running backs that are kind of running out on contracts. Josh Jacobs is kind of the main one right now. He's not going to show up to training camp. Does he hold out? I say probably not. Maybe like one or two games. But if you're yeah. stretch, you're maybe looking to try to get one more year of relevance before you really got to tear down your team because it's not looking great right now. But he has his core. Josh Jacobs is one of those. And if you lose that, you're going to be struggling. But do you guys think Jacobs misses any games at all? Absolutely not. He'd be the, so stupid to do that. Bef- I mean, he's only hurting himself. Before Saquon signed, I could have, I would have said I lean slightly that they will hold out because the 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 you have like the, a the rock buddy. was rolling yeah. down the hill. They were gaining momentum on like, what are we going to do? What do we want the future to look like for running backs? And then Saquon's like. Nah, I got my 900K. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Going to have a holdout, buddy. Yeah, right. That'll Josh Jacobs you. and Saquon are like skipping in the field, and then yeah, no. Saquon just goes and runs the other way. It's a $900,000. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sorry, Josh. He's like, what? <laughs> I'm out of here. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I don't see him missing any games either. One or two, maybe. I don't really see He's him only hurting himself, either. though. I mean, yeah. what does he What does he gain from doing that? My, fun, my funny thing is Saquon was like, well, I'm going to sit out so they see like my value. I'm like... The Raiders are probably going to lose either way. You know, if if you're yeah. using that logic on Josh Jacobs, it's like yeah. you're probably going to lose. I don't know who they play week one, but you're probably going to lose because you're the yeah. Raiders. They're going to be one of the worst teams this year. And you have Jimmy G. Real quick, going through a lot of these other ones, Aaron Rodgers to New York Jets. Don't talk to Kyle Stretch about this because he's already, like, probably, like, convincing himself that Garrett Wilson is the his, wide receiver one in all dynasty. Yeah. I know. Whenever like Alan Lazard's actually going to catch fifty touchdowns, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair to say top five. It's fair. Dynasty, I would say 
very yeah. much so. Hard locked in for like top six or seven, five, four, like, yeah, five's probably like the right around the right line. Chase, Jefferson, Lamb, Olave, AJ I mean, Brown. AJ Brown would be my top four, I mean, probably. I would still put Tyreek up there, man. He has not slowed down. I mean, he's only got what, he's he's playing two or three more years, but yeah. like. And he just loves punching people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's hey, get off he my boat. Stop doing that, honestly. <laughs> Good Lord. Hey, at least it was a guy this time. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. And not somebody, you know, under the age of 18. Anyways, um, Don also has Aaron Rodgers, and I think that maybe extends his. I do not have a long-term future quarterback whatsoever. Maybe another year or two. Yep. Aaron Rodgers came out and said that it would be a disservice if he plays for the Jets for only one year. So whatever you want that to mean. But uh, I guess that kind of helps Don kind of stave off the inevitable of needing a quarterback. And maybe he addressed that in the rookie draft. We'll see coming up. Um, and lastly, guys, I, I do have to make a statement about my team. Um, we've been having some disciplinary issues. Um, you know, I really need to, like, lock down a leader in the locker room. <laughs> Obviously, Calvin Ridley loved to gamble last year. He's back, though. He's back. I think he's the wide receiver one in Jacksonville now. We could talk about that at a future date. But uh, he's back now, but then obviously Jamison Williams decides he loves to gamble and got a six-game suspension on that. So still waiting. I feel like I have like another rookie on my team. Like He still hasn't freaking played. Yeah, you haven't seen him at all. <laughs> and then Tim's words, not mine here on the show, Doc. Jordan Addison really loves dogs. So uh, he got caught doing 120 in a 55. 140. 140 in a 55. Because he the was part, getting his dog to the hospital, the man. The part that gets me, though, is like the fact that he pulled over and stopped. I know, right? If you're going 140 and a 55, like, I feel like you're getting to the, the vet or the emergency vet before you pull Fairly over. Fairly quickly. <laughs> He's like, oh, darn, they got, I guess I got to pull over. You guys like, think it was a convenience thing the dog was in the car? I, I mean, if the I, cop pulls you over and the dog's like, like having a well, seizure yeah. in the past. We, we didn't seat. get any of those details. I know. Though. Is the dog okay? That's what we need it to know. It could be, you know. Is the dog okay? The PR team, man. That's what they get paid for. Yeah, I know. Paint, paint a bright picture. That's what we need to do. All right. Well, that's all the storylines that we could think off of our um, our little heads here. But I'm sure we missed some. If there's some you missed and you want us to talk about, let us know. You know, this league underscore pod on Twitter and Instagram. Reach out to us there. We also have some content over there. For you guys. Now let's get on to the part of the show that we all really want to hear about. I know you're dying to hear what happened. What happened with Hayden? What happened with me? What trades happened? We're going to get into it right now with the official This League 2023 Rookie Draft Review. I feel like I'm just kind of picking transitions I want at this point. I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason. That one's a timeless one. There's no rhyme yeah, or reason. Yeah, that, that one was one of the first ones. Anymore. The date was June 24th. The location was French Lick in Indiana in a cabin where nobody had Wi-Fi. <laughs> so that is something to put on the list of doing an internet required thing. Yeah, yeah. Where you need to do research and look at rosters on your phone that requires internet. Probably don't want to do it in the middle of the nowhere in a cabin. But you know what? We did it and it happened and it was great. The draft took about I don't know, nine hours. <laughs> a bajillion hours. Ten hours. Honestly, it was probably only like four or five. Uh, I feel like the actual draft, like the, at the first was like three, and then we were all like, ah, oh, screw it. And then we went to eat, and then we came back. And yeah. It was probably like eight or 
seven, eight, nine hours. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, we got it done. A draft happened, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get into that, we have to do something a little special to give the draft the justice that it deserves. Ladies and gentlemen, open the gates. The This League Trade Ring. And to lead us off here, uh, we had a trade before the rookie draft Yes, happened. indeed. Not sure the date on it. Uh, not sure what these guys are going to say when it comes to when we vote. But in my opinion, Stretch got bent over. <laughs> Cooper Cup goes to Chris, and Stretch gets... Gabe Davis. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, he was like a culture guy for me. He's a culture guy. Yeah, shut up. A late 2023 first. Okay. The 108, actually. The 108. I think this trade happened about, like, probably like three weeks before the draft happened. Yeah. So, knowing that. Are we spoiling the the pick, or are we just keeping it with us? It was a late pick. It was the 108. Yeah. yeah. The 108. But like, are, we, are we spoiling who he picked? Oh, or no, save, no, no, no. Save no, no, it. No, okay. Because no, it, it didn't save happen. That. Yeah, the yeah, suspense. Yeah, yeah. No, we're on the same page. The suspense. All right. All right. Well, I mean, Aaron already knows where he's going, but um, I can count you guys down and you can Do decide who, who you think won that trade. So, again, to recap, I got Cooper effing Cup and Stretch got Gabe Davis and the 2023 108. Here we go, gentlemen. Three, two, one. Aaron by a mile and a half. <laughs> Aaron? You mean me? Chris by a mile there and a half. <laughs> yeah, Chris by 27 miles. However long a marathon is. I think it's like 26. There you go. And Aaron, you seemed the most passionate about it. Why do you go me so okay. strongly? All right. Here's my deal with the trade. It's not so much that Stretch traded away Cooper Cup. E- even that in and of itself is hard for me to imagine, but I see... The state of Stretch's team, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Dude, you got to get way more than that for a Cooper Cup. Yep. I don't know if you have to wait until week one, week two, week four, when he just explodes for 40. Yeah, he's a, but, he's a trade him to a contender halfway through the season kind of mm-hmm. guy. But it just felt like Stretch just was like, ah, I'm rebuilding. I just got to get what I can for this guy. And it's like, you just needed to be more patient, in my opinion. So... That's where I stand with it. I just he he, he just didn't get a lot. Contender to contender, did he ask you if you wanted Cooper Cup? Did not. Did not ask me. I would have given. Uh, him he a didn't lot. shop. He didn't shop him at all. I would have given. Sure. Him. Chris just swooped in like a, like a stud fantasy player. He is. I would have given him a haul. I just I just randomly texted him. And I was like, hey, what do you want? Because he was all oh Mister. My, my team's a fire sale. Everybody's for sale. Yeah. He put everybody Josh on the Jacobs, trade block. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, what do you want for Cooper Cup? And he, he was like, he at least didn't a even first. ask anybody else. And I was, I was like, what about the 108? He was like, that's interesting. You need to throw in something else. So obviously I started at yeah, the like bottom a 24 of my first roster. first and a 25 So first. I was like, uh, I can get rid of Gabe Davis. He was like, I'll do it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Unbelievable. All right. That's one of those just like, it's the off season. We're all bored looking to move something. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, he does do like something. a trade. He <laughs> likes to trade. Something. Yeah. That does. So, uh, that, that's where I stand. <sighs> I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah. No, just the fact that he didn't shop him around just baffles me. Well, there you go. The first trade ring goes to your boy, Cooper Cup. Welcome to the squad. That will lead us right into the rookie draft recap. We will quick. We will go through each pick of the first round, and then we'll quickly go through the second and third rounds. As a reminder, the first round order went Hayden with the top 
two picks. I think the big question coming in was, does he go RB, RB? Does he take the best running back and the best wide receiver in the class? You know, what's his decision there? Don was at three. I was at number four. Hayden up again at one five. Sheesh. And then your boy had the one six, the one seven. I then traded, stretched the one eight in the, dra- in the trade we just talked about for Cooper Cup. Anthony had the one nine, and I had the one ten. Stretch. Are you? Stretch. Never mind. No, never mind. Spoiler alert. Guys, come on. You got to keep the suspense high. You guys didn't hear anything. People are turning off the podcast right here. No, they're not. Because they're just like, they know know better. I know what They know better. All right. So let's get into this. With the 101, Hayden surprises absolutely nobody selects running back B. John Robinson to the Falcons. We all know that was the right selection. But Tim, yep. I'll throw it over to you, and I'm I'm actually specifically interested to get your two opinions on this because Tim, you had one pick in the second round, correct? That's it. One in so the second, and one in the one third. One third. Aaron, you had zero picks in this whole draft. I was the Los Angeles Rams, <laughs> <laughs> and I you got went my title, and I'm out of here. Um, yeah, so I'm really interested to get your guys' opinions on a lot of these things. But um, I don't know if either of you wants to talk about. Bijan, real quick. Obviously, he goes number eight overall to the Falcons. Just how good of a spot is that for him? I mean, I think he's, you know, everybody would agree that he's probably the best running back prospect since Saquon. I agree. Built in a lab. Um, Falcons have a solid offensive line, a, a defense that they pumped a lot of money into, um, and a couple of, you know, receiving targets that have high floors but also remain to be proven um so i think this is a great landing spot for him because they're gonna lean on him right away according to pff atlanta falcons seventh best offensive line in football yeah they're not they're not going to be passing the ball 600 times this year they're, they're going to be running the ball 600 times this year mm-hmm. and so Bijan's going to get the volume right away that you look for in a stud you know the landing spot couldn't have been better for fantasy, you know. The, talking NFL, I would argue differently, but for fantasy, you know, Hayden's Hayden's got to be stoked with that. They've already released Caleb Huntley today, who like ran for like oh, five yards of carry last year, was solid. And so, like, he was like a team surfer. Yeah, I feel Al, like he got like dropped and picked up like three times. Yeah, Algiers, yeah. the other guy that you know was solid, like broke the Falcons' rookie running back records, but like you know he's 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 the the backup, all Bijan show, right. Yeah, and I agree. And I'm sorry, Clayton, your Tyler Algier days are officially over. Fun while it lasted. <laughs> I'm sorry. So everybody knew it was it was going to be Bijan one one. No surprises there. This is where the draft started at the one two. Is Hayden going to go RB RB? Jameer Gibbs largely considered the one two in most rookie drafts, or was he going to diversify, get him the best wide receiver in this rookie draft class? Quite frankly, I think the best wide receiver prospect since Jamar Chase in Jackson Smith and Jigbo. Where did he go? Jameer Gibbs at 1-2, the running back from Alabama, goes to the Detroit Lions and goes to team. Then he waddled away um, at 1-2. He goes RB-RB back-to-back to start the draft. And I will admit, if I was the GM of then he waddled away, I would have done the same thing just strictly based on, you know, how I feel about running back depth and all that jazz and how I am obsessed with it. And I think now with that pick, Hayden now has the best running back depth in the league. Um, 
Tim, I know you just talked about the Bijan pick. To my understanding, you feel a little differently about the Jameer pick. I do, and it might be some personal feelings towards the Detroit running back room in general. You know, coming off of three years of DeAndre Swift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but if I you talk about running back depth, and you know you love it, you can't have enough of it. Young receivers in Dynasty are that much more valuable. It's fair. It's fair. So you but I think Bijan. that's you, you get the running backs in the draft, though. You know, it's like you don't want to trade for him, and you don't necessarily get him anywhere else. Yeah, but like I don't know. I, I view Bijan obviously stud. Our one one, no questions asked. Sure. But like like Gibbs to me, like I don't know that he's going to see the volume to be like a top five running back. And he's got you know Etn. He's got Rashad White. He's got Derrick Henry. You know he he's got some decent depth. Of, you know in the wide receiver room too. But I. I can't go too hard at him because he, you know, spoiler alert, he ends up with a receiver at some other point in the draft that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, knowing that, I can't go too hard on him. Um, but I, I don't know. It's not, not as high on Gibbs as everyone yeah. else. Yeah, I mean, I think if I'm in Hayden's shoes, I also go RBRB in that situation right. just because Jameer Gibbs and B. John Robinson are both just so young and – I love the Lions' offensive line. I love what they have going on just on the offensive end of the field. That's what I said for three years. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And I think Jameer Gibbs is going to catch at least 50 balls this year. Like, I think he's going to be— They were literally pounding the table for him. That is the most—I'm sorry. That is a very immature look to me. If you are like a professional— franchise running a professional sporting organization and you're like flipping tables because you picked a running back at 14 like yeah don't you you could have traded down and like got him like you're acting like you just like Bijan fell to like the second round or something late first round but anyway I just saw that I thought it was kind of (laughs) corny in my opinion so I mean (laughs) he just loves football man I like it and you know running backs always go down during training camp week 1 preseason like it just is a mixed bag on who will so mm-hmm. he fortified himself at that position when he when that was actually going into the off season like his weakness yeah so absolutely and now uh obviously he had a couple more picks later in the draft but his current starting lineup his two running backs are Bijan Robinson, Derrick Henry and his two flexes are Jameer Gibbs and Travis Etienne that's easily Pretty solid. Three top 15 dynasty running backs and then Derrick Henry. Yeah. So, you know, that's certainly you could have it worse. So he solidifies his running back positions there. He goes one, two. In my heart of hearts, I'm sitting there at one, four. Don's a wild card. We all know it. And I'm thinking, what's the chances that Don picks Anthony Richardson here? You know, he needs a quarterback. He, Like I said, he's a wild card. Never know what Don's going to do. But in my opinion, he does the right thing. At 1-3, Don selects the best wide receiver prospect in this class, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, Not necessarily a need pick, I don't believe. It did trigger a name change, which is fun. Um, We now have Don, no longer Team Don Perignon, now in Jigba's in Paris. So that's (laughs) a... I like it a lot. (laughs) That's a fun one. Be careful with that one, ladies and gentlemen. But... um, yeah, I mean, he's, his running back room coming into this year is currently Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders, Damian Harris, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, which is like a lot of good names, yeah. no real elite talent there. Um, and his receivers, he has Chris Olave and Terry McLaurin. 
But that's really all he had. I mean, Marquise Brown is there. Jahan Dotson is there. So I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is maybe, again, Tim just mentioned the value that yeah, wide receivers value bring. value talent. You know, whenever there's not an obvious pick there, I think you go with the receiver because yeah. they do have such long-term value. Yeah. I love the pick. And Tyler Lockett's on his way out of town. He's also getting older. So I think he can hang around for another couple years, but it's going to be the D- DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Jigba show. Yeah, and one last thing before we move on. I think Don can afford to wait. He's not trying to win this year. I think he has right. the roster to definitely be competitive and make a playoff yeah. push, but he's not trying to win this year. He can wait a year. It'd, maybe it'd unlike, be surprising. Maybe unlike Hayden, who's like, okay, I have Derrick Henry, I have Debo Samuel, let's get this show on the road. Yeah. Um, Jameer Gibbs is probably the better win-now pick versus Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I can see why they went that way. I had so much hype around this 2023 class, and somehow I don't even get a top three pick. Don't I'm, I'm very upset Sheesh. about it. It's whatever. But I had the one four, and I was very happy with my selection here. It is the dog lover himself. Jordan Addison, wide receiver from the USC, goes to the Minnesota Vikings in the mid-first round, and I pick him with the fourth overall rookie selection. I think the obvious selection there was, is it Addison or Quentin Johnston? Was kind of people the thing that people were wrestling with. I like Jordan Addison. I think he's the better player. Uh, he doesn't have as much traffic to go through. Obviously, you have the best wide receiver in the game on the other side of you. But if he just takes the Adam Thielen role, which I think Adam Thielen ran like he was in like top 20 for the most routes ran last year. So if Jordan Addison just takes that spot. I think he's going to be a lot more productive than Adam Thielen is. And I like the talent more than Quentin Johnson as well. I think the wide receivers in the NFL are slowly moving to the smaller, more nimble frame. So I'm probably not as scared taking Jordan Addison now as I would have been maybe two or three years ago. Um, Tim, I know you just mentioned how you like Hayden's other wide receiver selection that he took earlier, um, and I'll go ahead and spoil it now. Hayden had the 1-5, and he goes Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver, to the Los Angeles Chargers. He gets to get paired with an elite running back, or excuse me, quarterback, who got paid today. Just got paid. Got paid. Got the bag. Congratulations, Justin Herbert. But, of course, you also have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams there. Tim, I'll throw it to you. You're at the 1-4. Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, who are you taking? Jordan Addison all day. Okay. Aaron, so, are you in the same boat? Jordan Addison, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you, you teed it up and touched on pretty much everything you can say about Addison. He was the right pick. He was a year removed from, what, like 1,900 yards and yeah. 18 touchdowns Bolitikoff. at Pitt. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah. Bolitikoff. Let's go with that. Bolitikoff winner. Yeah. So yeah, talking about Addison, I don't think I don't have much more to add. I think it's a, it's a great landing spot for him. You know, quarterback of the future. Maybe they trade for Trey Lance or get somebody young in there. It's, that's exciting. But for now, you're, you're totally happy. Even in a win now team, Addison can he can contribute this year. Yeah, I think his ceiling this year is like mid wide receiver two. Yeah, like I agree. he can be he can be safe, kind of like a. Robert Woods kind of thing, you know? You know, that's not bad. That's not bad. Safe, close to the thing, but he's going to get a bunch of catches. You know, I dig it. I dig it. Um, Like we said, Quinton Johnson at 1-5. Not sure if either of you wanted to add anything there. I think he's kind of like the obvious last person in that tier. I think there was the top five tier. Big tier break, I agree. After number five, there was a tier break, and I think the draft really started. Um, And like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of the talent there. Lots of arm catches for me at TCU. Lots I of, was about to say. Lots of I can just I'm, jump higher than the guy guarding me, and I'm like taller than this college quarterback guarding me. Yeah, it worked but, for it worked for Mike Williams when he's healthy. So that's fair. I, I'm just I, I can see the future where Keenan Allen gets old and he moves on, and Mike Williams resigns 
you know, he, he resigned with the Chargers recently, right? Like a couple years ago, maybe. I think so. Like he yeah. got like a, a decent deal. He's only like twenty seven, right? I feel like yeah. Mike, Mike Williams feels like thirty. Yeah, and he, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be around for like forever. So I can see Quentin Johnson quickly becoming like Herbert's favorite target. So definitely a risk coming out of TCU versus like a, a more proven. Uh, you can be like Jalen Rager, program, but you know. <laughs> Oof. What's wrong with that? God, another TCU starlet did not turn around turn out very yeah, well. Yeah, but especially like we t- said the tier break, Hayden getting the two RBs early and still getting a top receiver. I, yeah, I'll give it to him. That's good. It's That's good. good. All right. So as we said, top 5 pretty self-explanatory. Bijan at 1, Gibbs at 2, Smith and Jigba at 3, Jordan Addison at 1-4, Quentin Johnson at 1-5, and I think this is where the draft really started. I had the 1-6 you know, you got a lot of good receivers on the board. Tight ends are great. Who do you go with? I selected running back Devon A-Chain from Texas A&M. Go Aggies. Gets drafted to the Miami Dolphins in the Gig second em. round. Aaron, I'm looking at you over there. Devon A-Chain at the fifth overall pick. Or excuse me, Six. sixth overall pick. How do you feel about that? It was spicy. It was spicy. It was definitely spicy. I got some ooze in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh. And I think, in my opinion, definitely the most boomer bust prospect in this draft class. 100%. I mean, he's either going to be utterly irrelevant. <laughs> you had to put utterly in there? <laughs> just, go, just stupidly irrelevant. I mean, yeah, special teams guy, returns punts, that's about it. Or he will be electric and, you know, maybe Tavon Austin times two, something along those lines. Um, Probably a good comp. He's, it's just not been a precedent for a guy his size to make it work. But Miami had very limited draft capital within this 2023 draft class. Lost their first round pick. And they chose him, what was this? Was it the second round? Second round, round, yep. In the second round. So he's going to, yeah, Mike McDaniel is going to have uh, some plans for him. Yeah, I mean, that's why you, I, I said it, right? Um, you know, very limited draft capital. What they did, they chose him. First running back that Mike McDaniels has actually drafted. So I'm pretty excited about it. Tim, I know you might not be the biggest fan. You'll he, probably get into it later. He's small. He's fast. He's small. He's small. He's fast. Uh, so is Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Also, just the situation. I mean, yeah, the ru- the Miami running back room is like the easiest. To what probably what take we got? We got on. Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, Mostert, Miles Gaskin. <laughs> Remember when he was relevant? Uh, uh, Saman Ak- Ahmed is that his name? Salvan Ahmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's pulling some names out the gutter right now. I can see the upside, but I also can see like a Darren Sproles. Like really great NFL player that NFL teams would love on their team, but like not really a consistent fantasy guy. So I mean, I mean fair. like Aaron said, utterly irrelevant is a risk that I run. I Big get boomer it. bust guy. Yeah, I get it. All right. I also had the one seven and I was between two guys here. I think I went with the one that my team needed more per se. Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah. Uh, was it Utah? Yeah. Yep. Why do I see he playing for a red team? Because Utah, Utah red is red. The Utah Utes. <laughs> oh, I, I'm thinking of uh, the, the Utah State. Utah State's blue, right? Yeah. That's who They're I'm the thinking. Aggies. Yep, right? yep. That's yeah. the Jordan Love that got away from the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Talk, 
potential blessing in disguise. We'll see. Anyway, yes, Devon, Devon, Dalton (laughs) Kincaid at 1-7 also joins Team Fairlife. My depth was just TJ Hawkinson, so I feel like I definitely had the capacity to get him. He trade the the Bills traded up for him. They could use wide receiver help. They could use running back help. Instead, they chose a tight end. They got both. (laughs) Played in the slot more than any other tight end in college football. Got more targets than any other tight end in college football. So I like his position there. Again, with TJ Hawkinson, if he's great, great. I have my tight end for the next 15 years. Man, that's a lot. 10 years. Um, If he's not, I have TJ Hawkinson. It's great. I missed it. Maybe he's an occasional flex play plug whenever TJ Hawkinson's on by. I think we all pretty universally like that pick. I know common stuff out there is Ooh, rookie rookie tight ends are gonna suck which yeah. applies still to dalton kincaid i mean as good yeah. as he is look, he, he look at play kyle out pitts. of the slot but yeah look at kyle yeah. Pitt. i mean sure. kyle pitts had a great rookie season and it's a completely different situation but the risk still remains yeah kincaid a, a plus pick i think it's the right way to go Aww. um it's the nicest thing you ever said to me the, eh, i said nicer but um the, the he has one concern for me and that's the back Back injuries can be tough. They can be they can linger for a while and reappear. Um, so if, if the back injury taken out of the equation, A plus, right pick. There we go. Let's move on to the next pick at the one eight position. Kyle Stretch, the newly acquired one eight. Obviously, he had to give up Cooper Cup for it. Who does he get? Of course, it is the darling closest to all Colts fans' hearts right now. Anthony Richardson. AR-15, baby! quarterback off of the board. Colt, go Colts. At the 1-8-2 team, Super Camario. Um, I think his depth at quarterback was Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, Kenny Pickett. So, I could see it. Actually, he didn't have Daniel Jones. He had I'm Brock sorry. Purdy. Yeah, Brock Purdy. picked up Daniel Jones and dropped Brock Purdy. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so um, obviously with Kyler, the likelihood he starts week one is pretty low. Does he come back midseason? Is he even the future of the Cardinals? Nobody really knows. At Great this questions. Point. Um, so Anthony Richardson, I think, is a safe spot there. Could he have plugged some depth holes that he desperately needs in his team at that pick? I think so. I think Anthony Richardson makes sense, and I'm not saying it's a bad pick, but could have been used better, perhaps. I don't know. We'll get into you know roster construction in later episodes and all that kind of good stuff. But it makes sense for me. I don't know if you guys had anything else to add there. It makes sense. I don't think I loved it or hated it. I think it was more so, okay, you got the best QB fantasy-wise in this draft class. You did have some question marks. Let's see how it plays out. I was close to taking him at 1-7, guys. Well said. I was close to taking him at 1-7. I I thought you might. When when we were there hanging out. The vibes would be immaculate. Fireballs flowing. I know. You have the Pittman AR-15 oh, connection. I know. Like the vibes would be stellar, but no. I have Justin Fields, who's still on the market. I was going <laughs> to say that would fit very well with you, like yeah, trading away your backup yeah, every year. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I went Dalton Kincaid. I thought maybe, maybe I'd be lucky, and Richardson falls to ten when I was there, but he did not. So he goes to stretch at eight. At one nine, maybe one of like the most non-talked about picks, but probably the smartest pick, the safest yeah. pick. Anthony was up at the 1-9, his first pick of the draft. He selects Zay Flowers, wide receiver from Boston College. Little guy, good Dude's route a dog, runner, though. but he's a dog. He's I a agree. dog. He plays a lot bigger than he is. I liked him as a prospect. Um, I liked others 
over him that probably went later in this draft. But I thought he was a safe pick. He has a really good opportunity in Baltimore, I think, because Rashad Bateman can't stay on the field. Odell is a fossil. Yeah. So I think he has a really good opportunity in Baltimore. Yeah, he's not going to reap probably any fruits of this for another year or two, I would say. I think just the nature of Baltimore's offense and how they kind of run things, I think it's going to take some time for that talent to fully blossom in the way that he probably wants it to. Uh, but I did like the value at that pick. Right. Yeah, I, value's good. I think he is the wide receiver one in Baltimore. It's a good shot. I mean, you could really at this you can point, make an argument for any three of them. Yeah, at this point, I think it's a great pick. My my downside outlook on him is that like he's small. When was the last Baltimore <laughs> receiver with Lamar Jackson? Uh, it's Mark Andrews. Like it's Mark yeah. Andrews and nobody else. I mean, it's the same with the Chiefs, right? Yeah, I mean, you, we'll you can flex. Like a, you can probably flex Zay Flowers, but he's not. He's not going to be a stud like Jamar Chase, Jordan Addison, right. uh, you know, Justin <laughs> Jefferson type guy. So, yeah. That's fair. All right. And next up, we had the 110. And ladies and gentlemen, it's time to reopen the trade ring because we had our one trade that actually impacted the draft right here. Tim, let us hear it. These guys just never got out <laughs> of the bathtub together. They were just holding hands, just sipping wine, talking trades. Stretch and Chris are at it again. We do our back, baby. You might hear some familiar names. Stretch gets the 110 in this draft. He also gets a 2024 second. Okay. Chris gets Alvin Kamara, okay. who at the time was looking at like a, I don't know, four to six to eight game suspension. Probably, probably six games. Yeah, yeah. Probably around six. And he gets his, his darling wide receiver Gabe Davis back. He says, come back on home. Come on home, baby. Come on back. I miss him so much, guys. I was sitting there with Josh Allen, and I was like, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. I need the other piece. So Gabe Davis, welcome back, baby. Yep. And so with that, let's go ahead and, and judge this one by itself as a standalone. Uh, Chris, you want to count me and Aaron down again, and we'll give a, we'll give our grades. I will. I certainly think this one could and probably will be closer than the last one. Are you ready, gentlemen? Count you down. Do Who it. wins the trade? Three, two, one. Chris. Chris. Okay. Stretch. I'm so sorry. I swear this wasn't planned. I did not give the money to say I won both of our trades, but um, I could see the reasoning. Uh, you know, I was just there. Oops, sorry. I got to email everybody in case, you didn't, <laughs> in case you didn't hear that. New drop alert. Right. I was there with the way my team is now. I'm trying to kind of win now, pretty much win now. Yeah. Um, whoever was there at the 110, again, if Anthony Richardson fell to the 110, oh, I was, I was scooping him up. I was, yeah. I was having the time of my life. But he did not fall. So I'm there, and I'm just like, I, I want somebody that can help me this year. Zach Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, Jonathan Mingo, Rashawn Johnson, I'm just like, none of those guys can help me this year, I feel like. So who can I talk to to get a culture piece back in Team Fairlife and Gabe Davis? <laughs> and also, an Alvin Kamara, who Fits I the think... culture. <laughs> who also likes to get suspended. And Yeah, you're right. He does fit the culture. Um, but yeah, I think he's kind of like left for dead right now to a mm. lot of people. And I was thinking, you know, he does he have one year left? Yeah, probably. Sure. He probably has the one year left. 
But when he plays, can he be a low-end running back one still? I absolutely think so. With the catches, the rushes, he's Look still that offense. Jacobs Derek Carr. Exactly. Yeah, Derek Carr, he'll, he'll, he'll check it down. Yep. He'll get his catches. Yep. So that was my reasoning. Um, you know, I don't mind letting like a young running back who I probably wasn't going to break my starting lineup go in order to get somebody that can have kind of help me fuel this yeah. year. And I get Gabe Davis back. So, Yeah. Yeah, I think – if you would have asked me literally like a week ago about this trade before the news that Camara's felony got uh, down to a misdemeanor and he's probably going to look at a game or two, I would have said stretch. Um, but because of that news where he's not going to be out as, as long, I gave you the win on this. Oh, it was close. It was very it, close. Close for it you It was too, closer. It, this is another one, like I think Aaron, you said it best with Cooper Cup. This is a guy that you trade in season. You, you wait out whatever the Alvin Kamara situation is, and then his value is going to be higher, I think. I think he could have gotten more oh, yeah. Absolutely. in the season. Now, so. who he got at 110, I do really enjoy that, and, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll get into that. Right. Um, well, at but, the at yeah. at the 110 then with his newly acquired 110 and by the way that does mean stretch got the 18 and the 110 from me for basically I got Cooper Cup, Alvin Kamara. That's yeah. It's Chris. just so ridiculous. Yeah, if, you, if you look at it yeah. one trade, Cooper Cup and Alvin Kamara to Chris, stretch gets 18, 110 and a future second. Which is my future second next year and like that's going to I, did, I did clarify that. <laughs> I was like that's I'll gonna give you be, errands. It's going to be late. <laughs> Especially if my guys stay healthy. I'll give you areas. Yep. I know. Like, I'm still competing this year. I'm probably going to have to blow it up soon. Right. But. Okay. So, yeah, with the 110, Zach selects Zach Charbonnet running back to the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, he is the Ken Walker owner. So, this kind of makes sense. I don't know about you guys, but I see this as more of a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. They're both going to be playable. But I don't know if you would want to play them both in your lineup Heck if you owned no. both of them. Because no, talk about don't. capping your upside. I do yeah. not see this as a Zach Charbonnet handcuffed to Kent Walker situation. I could be wrong, though. You would definitely not want to play both of them at the same time. That would, I, but I feel like that would be he's going to be pressured into doing that. Because be I think headache. I could see them both being like running back 16. You yeah, know? They're, they're both Just like get 10 to 12 Both hanging out week. in that area. And it's like, I don't know who to start, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's – well, I, I don't want to spoil too much because I know we have a segment coming up about mm-hmm. favorite players, all that stuff. But yep. all I'll say is, again, at this value, at 110, getting Charbonnet is incredible because usually he goes way earlier than that in the first round. Sure, yeah. I think Kincaid, Richardson probably propped him up there. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first round. Real quick recap. Bijan one, Jameer Gibbs two, both to Hayden. Don gets Jackson Smith and Jigba at three. Your boy gets Jordan Addison at four. Hayden gets Quentin Johnson at five. Devon A. Chain and Dalton Kincaid both go to me at six and seven. Anthony Richardson to stretch at eight. Zay Flowers to Anthony at nine. And Zach Charbonnet to stretch at the one ten. That was your first round. We will quickly go through the second and third rounds before we kind of get to our who we think won, who we think lost, all that jazz. So your second round, real quick, it started off with Hayden at the 2-1. He selects Michael Mayer, the tight end, to the Raiders, the 2-2. Anthony selects Kendra Miller, running back from the Saints. At 2-3, Sam Laporta goes to stretch 
the tight end who was on his way to Detroit. At the 2-4, Zach, his first pick of the draft, selects Rashi Rice, the wide receiver, to the Kansas City Chiefs, goes to Zach and Brees Lightning. At the 2-5, Anthony selects Jonathan Mingo, the wide receiver, to the Carolina Panthers, goes to Team Uninspired Youth. At the 2-6, Tim and... Tim and close to Beno Jamar selects Roshan Johnson, running back to the Chicago Bears. At 2-7 and 2-8, we have quarterbacks back-to-back. C.J. Stroud at 2-7 goes to Zach, and Bryce Young at 2-8 goes to Don and his quarterback needy squad. Rounding out the second round at 2-9, Jaden Reed. I was saying it's Jaden Reed, Jalen Reed. Who? Jaden Reed, Who? Goes to Clayton at the 2-9, his first pick of the draft, fun fact. And then at 2-10, Hayden on the clock once again gets Marvin Mims, the wide receiver from Oklahoma, going to Denver. Real quick, Aaron, throw it over to you. We just went through that. What sticks out to you? Marvin Mims at 2-10. I think he fell there. I think he fell there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his measurables and just his overall athletic profile, and I think you know, you've got some aging assets in Denver right now. Cortland Sutton, I think, is his time's coming to an end, I think, uh, where, you know, he had he's coming off the ACL injury and there's just a lot of, uh, you know, things that are going on there. And then Tim Patrick is also getting older. Wait, did Cortland also have an ACL or was it just Tim no, Patrick? He was healthy. He just sucked. Okay. Yeah. I yes. thought he had some sort S- of injury. Sutton's ACL was two years okay, ago. Okay, two now. years ago. Right. He did have one, yeah. And I feel like he just wasn't always the same from that did, injury yeah, forward. Yeah, look the same. Yeah. And so Tim Patrick, again, his ACL injury. So, I mean, there's just some aging vets there where I think he can come in and have a good opportunity to really show what he's made of, but I, that will come down to Russell Wilson. Would you guys take a third-round pick for Cortland Sutton right now? Like, how 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 he has fallen, dude. Last year at this time, Cortland Sutton was like, Hot I mean, Zach traded for him, right? I just, Zach I, was like, he's the guy. Yeah. I just traded him in another league, and somehow I got three second-round picks and a CEH for him. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing that every day and twice on Sunday. Right. Like, yeah, I say get out, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. Know. I think it depends on your team makeup because if you're in, in you a situation for a second, like though. stretch, oh yeah, probably. Okay. But like, he's one of those guys you can try to convince yourself, like, oh, I'll, I'll give him one more year. Right. But then you're then you're gonna completely punt on getting anything for him Correct. it's one of those like do you yeah. hold them or do you try to get pennies on the dollar you're looking at a third next year for him i was probably. thinking about him the other day and i was like good god who, i don't who want wants Corey yeah, i don't Sutton want him right now i know uh tim i'll throw it over to you second round what stuck out to you don gets a quarterback let's go you alluded How about it you alluded to it during the news with aaron Rodgers, but don Finally gets a young quarterback, a second quarterback on his team, mind you. I know. Uh, Bryce Young, Carolina Panthers. A little short, but goes to a good spot with the little... Uh, you and short people. <laughs> Everybody uh, short He's small. And, uh, no, he's small. He's a little guy. Bryce little, Young. Little <laughs> he's small. Frank Reich action, you know? I, I don't hate that fit for him. So, And real quick shout out to Zach getting C.J. Stroud, his quarterback of the future. I feel like that was a pretty timely pick they for him as well. Because Zach's rocking Matthew Stafford right now, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> so he needed some youth on his side at that position. Yeesh. All right. Um, as soon as he made this pick, I pulled him aside and gave him a little shoulder rub, and I was like, your, your pick made me excited down low. And that is Anthony and Jonathan Bingo. I love this pick. If I was at hell, if I was at the – 
after Zay Flowers, he's my next receiver. And I know, you know, between Zay Flowers and his pick at 2-5, you know, you had two tight ends go, two running backs go, and Rashi Rice go. So if I'm Anthony and Jonathan Mingo falls to me at 2-5, I loved his talent coming out of uh, SMU, I think it was. And um, I think he was Ole Miss. Sorry, he was Ole Miss. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but I mean, Rice was SMU. If there's one thing for you, Tim, he's not small. 6'2", 220. He got that wide receiver one frame that you want. I mean, he's I still kind of small to me. Right. And then his <laughs> – that's true. And <laughs> line then, up. Line up. And then you look at his competition. You got Adam Thielen, Terrence Marshall, and DJ Chark. Yeah. Great, great landing spot. Rookie to rookie connection. I love it. Jonathan Mingo was kind of my pick, I think, of the second round. Love that for Anthony. So that was your second round. We will quickly go through the third round and talk about them even less. We'll start with the 3-1. Zach owned it, the first pick of the three round. He selects Tajay Spears, the running back out of Tulane, goes to Tennessee, goes to Zach at 3-1. At 3-2, we have a new Colt. Colt, go Colts. Josh Downs also goes to Zach. Maybe a little hometown hometown bump there. Uh, wide receiver to the Colts, goes to Zach at 3-2. At 3-3, Tank Bigsby. Go. I feel like every time we say tank, we just gotta tank. Tank, tank, tank Bigsby goes to three or goes to Tim at three three running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars at three four. Another tight end goes to Don Luke Musgrave from the Green Bay Packers goes to Don at three four. At three five, Zach on the clock again. Jalen Hyatt going to the New York Giants goes to Zach at three five. At three six, Clayton gets Israel Abandaconda. Running back to the New York Jets, going to sit properly right behind Brees Hall. At 3-6 goes to Clayton. At 3-7, Steven, his first pick of the draft, wow. gets Chase Brown, running back out of Illinois, gets selected 163rd overall by the Cincinnati Bengals. At 3-8, your boy selects the only non-rookie it's always the most exciting part draft. of the draft. I know. It's, Whenever a rookie, a non-rookie goes. I felt so sneaky. I was like, does anybody see him? And yeah. I, I legitimately thought the whole thing. I was round. looking at the waiver wire I was already. like, somebody's going to take at him. At 3-8? I was it. like, ooh, waiver wire. And whenever Samaj P. Ryan falls to me at the 3-8, I was like, hell yeah. So I took him at the 3-8. The 3-9, Zach once again on the clock takes Luke Schoonmaker. Uh, tight end out of Michigan. Goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Goes to Zach at 3-9. And Mr. Irrelevant of this draft, once again owned by Hayden, selects Tank Dell, one of the various wide receivers going to Houston out of Houston. That's funny. Um, A whole 5'10". He is the same height as me. He's he's like 150 pounds. 165 pounds, which is lighter than me, (laughs) (laughs) which is saying something. Uh, but hey, you know you have such a crowded wide receiver the room there in Houston. Nobody knows who's going to be the shot one. Shot in the dark. Take a shot Maybe. at Nico Collins, baby. Take a shot at three ten. Maybe. Not? Tim, real quick, your pick of the third round. I'm going to cheat and take the three one, the first like high end of the third round there. Tajay Spears. I think you know he's got an injury history, and you know you're you're playing the long game, saying how long can Derrick Henry really last. Um, but I really I don't hate the pick at all for Zach, a team that's you know not in the thick of things and has some room to, to kind of sit and wait and see these guys out. I think that was a great pick. I liked it too. I'm also going to go with a running back that was in the third round. It's the one. It's the only Tank. Tank baby. Bigsby. Uh, I Tank was my. He was like my. Uh, um. Oh crap. Who was it? I forgot who it was last year. I'm blanking. But I really liked somebody's talent, and I tried to get him, but I couldn't. 
like me and my nerdy watching film, Tank Bigsby was like a top four running back prospect for me. I loved him at Auburn, and he actually graded with one of the worst offensive lines in football, and he still was just moving piles. Third round pick. I loved Tank Bigsby, and I was like, whoever wherever he goes, he's going to get playing time. He's not going to be a Keontae Ingram or Zamir White that doesn't get any playing time. Like He's going to play wherever he goes, and I think that with Travis Etienne, he's going to play like yeah. Travis Etienne should not be getting 80% of carries. I think tank Bigsby immediately contributes and could be a flex spot right off the bat. You get that in the third round. Congratulations, Tim. Love that pick. Aaron, your pick of the third round. My favorite one was Samaj P. Ryan. Come on. Yeah. Was that the yeah. three, eight? Come on. Yeah. That was a very sneaky, uh, pick to get there because I think Samaj will definitely have a role in the Denver Broncos backfield this year. I, refuse to believe, despite a lot of the reports, that Javante Williams is going to be ready and 100% week one. He's not on the pup currently, which is incredible um, that he's not. But I think at bare minimum, there's going to be some sort of you know, timeshare this year with Samaje getting a role. You don't pay a guy almost $7 million over two years to just sit there. Yeah, I mean, it's literally, for Sean Payton, it's Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara for me. Like, I feel like both are going to play. Remember that one year under Sean Payton where, like, both Ingram and Kamara finishes, like, top 10 running backs? I'm not they saying, were both startable. I'm not uh, saying this is going to be the same thing, but, like, there's a potential there. Sean Payton's offense, he loves to use both running backs. I think I got, even if Javante comes back 100%, I think I got a low-end RB2 at least yeah, great with Samaje. Love that pick at the 3-8. So that was your draft recap. Um, before we completely sign off with that, uh, do you guys want to do trades first, or you want to do like a quick little recap? Let's do the trades, and then we can we, just recap. Want to hit the all. trades with? You want to hit yeah. the trades first? Let's all right. The ring. So I tell you what, we are going to open back up the ring because we have not one, not two, but we had three. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have two. <laughs> it is indeed two. We had two trades that actually happened during the draft. Mm -hmm. They actually held up other picks because we thought maybe, you know, if you pull somebody out at a draft pick that you would talk about the draft pick, but then somebody else walks out, takes away your guy, and then they extend your draft pick for an hour, and then they come back and they do a trade that didn't have nothing to do with your draft pick, and now you're sitting there, you know, Sorry, doing nothing, buddy. and everybody's like, you didn't even trade your pick? And I'm like, yeah. Couldn't be you. Anthony. <laughs> Freaking loser. <laughs> Couldn't be you. Anyway, we had two really big trades that happened during the draft that didn't impact any draft picks, but still they're notable, and we are opening up the trade ring for them. The first one we will talk about was between Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth and Tim. Close, but no Jamar. And ladies and gentlemen, this was a big one. Anthony on the first side, we all know he needs running back depth, and boy does he get it. Anthony gets Ramondre Stevenson running back for the Patriots, Joe Mixon running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, and a 2024 second-round pick. But Tim gets one of the fantasy darlings in all of Dynasty football, C.D. Lamb, with the big switch over to the Cadoba division and to Tim's team. Pairing that with Jamar Chase is sexy. Mm -hmm. And to top it all off, he gets Jalen Warren, which who knows? what he could yeah, be this year, you know, again, a shot in the dark, you know? So, uh, I've been split on this one and honestly, I still don't even know where I line up. Tim, if you want to go ahead and count down the boys here, by the way, the lights on, on your phone, 
and it's kind of blinding me. Oh, uh, yeah. That's why my battery is draining so fast. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead and count us down, I think. Let's hear it in three, two, one. Anthony. Oh. All right. We got split. Split decision. Aaron, you go first. I'm going Tim here because I am very loyal in my dynasty approach. I think I've even talked about it on this pod before. Wide receiver is the most important position in dynasty football. It leads to championships. And once you get a top five dynasty wide receiver, I don't care what your roster looks like. You're going to make some noise. Tim gets that in CeeDee Lamb. And I think that it's, I think he's just such a valuable asset for the next five or six years at least a set and forget it kind of player that you pair alongside Jamar Chase. And even if Jamar Chase doesn't have that boom game, say he goes for 10 to 15, you got CeeDee Lamb that could easily go for that 30 to 40. So I love the value there that Tim gets. You offload Joe Mixon. His future is so bleak after this season. He's going to be good this year, but where does he go next year? He had to take a pay cut this year. Ramondre in a crowded New England backfield. When's the last time we've seen crowded? I don't know. After they signed Alvin Cook, it will be. That's true. <laughs> yeah, World under Fournette. I mean, maybe not that crowded, but somehow, it's some New way, it's backs. New England running backs. Yeah. They they just use all of them for whatever reason, and so I just I I think Tim wins this. It's not that it's an unfair trade. I just love getting a top five dynasty. Yeah, I may have played my cards a little bit there. I I tried trading for Ramondre with the. Was it 108? Was it so. I was yeah. yeah, I think so. I love Ramondre this year. I love Ramondre this year. I think that offense is going to run through him. And he's only 25 years old. Well, only 25, but he's entering his third year. Turning 26. Right. I think, I think he still has at least one or at least two more really usable, really good seasons. He finished, obviously, as the running back seven last year. And that was when he was kind of fighting with Damian Harris. He's gone. I think he literally has top five potential. And I think I also side with Anthony strictly based on needs. Anthony's running back room before this trade was Christian McCaffrey, Cordero Patterson, Ezekiel Elliott, Jamal Williams, Chuba Hubbard, Pierre Strong. Like He needed this trade. Mm -hmm. And obviously to get two potential top 12 running backs this year, this year. Yeah. Not saying Joe Mixon's anything after this year. He probably isn't. But to get two top 12 running backs this year and a 24 second, I mean, Anthony, at least from yeah, this draft, nothing. right, is not nothing. Is that your 24 second, I'm guessing? No, it's actually Clayton's. I'm sorry. It's Clayton's 20, so 24 second. That'll be a higher second right. round draft yeah. pick. So, so I, I'm not, I agree with you. I usually do the best player in the draft wins the trade, or sorry, best player in the trade wins the trade, and that's definitely C.D. Lamb at this point. But from a needs standpoint, and it's very close, I'm not saying Anthony ran away with this. It's very close. But from a need standpoint, this puts Anthony, I think, firmly back into top two, top three competition. Because if you're rolling into the season and you want to win a title and Jamal Williams is your running back too, like you need to address that. You need to. And I think he did that by getting two potential top 12 running backs this year and potential future draft assets. Granted, yes, he did have to give up a top 10 dynasty asset to do it. But if you want to go get the nut, this is how you do it. And I think that's why I give him the edge here. 
because I think he is more win now than Tim was, and this kind of solidified that. I think it, <clears throat> at the end of the day, my analysis is that it's it's a very even trade. I think the roots in this come about the fact that Anthony and I have both – Anthony more so than me, he's had playoff success and flirted with the net, whereas I haven't quite gotten over the hump. I think I have one playoff win in three years. We're both just kind of looking to shake things up a little bit. You know, we've had our systems that we've ran for three years. I think this lowers my floor but raises my ceiling. And I think for Anthony, it raises his floor and lowers his ceiling. He's looking for that stability in the running back room, uh, whereas I get to add, you know, CD and Jamar Chase. Those are two of sure. the top five It does. Receivers. It does hurt your depth, but I think your, your starting lineup, which yeah. is still good. Yeah, I and I was fine with my depth. So really it was – Ramondre, the New England running back, scared me, and there was already rumors about Dalvin Cook. There's already rumors about them trying to add somebody. Mixon, I was just trying to get out of. Yeah. I think he's got one more good year, and just try to get something for him. And if if Ramondre gets competition, you win this trade. Like yeah. Anthony was trading for a top ten running back. Oh, for sure. If all of a sudden Ramondre is not that, and he loses, that was trade. that was the caveat I was going to say is like yeah. if if Mixon and Ramondre. If, you know, are like the RB thirteen and fifteen by the end of the year. Uh, I don't, I don't love that, but but I mean, it's still better than Jamal. Correct, Williams, correct. It is, you know. it is, and I, I think your point, yeah, your it, point's valid when it comes to he had to do something at the position. Then you, then you just look at you know his receivers. You go from oh wow Justin Jefferson and Ceedee Lamb to oh wow Justin Jefferson and Keenan Allen, thirty two years old. Jerry Judy hasn't proven it yet. Like Keenan Allen was a top eight wide receiver in the last stretch last stretch of the year last year, whenever yeah, he was playing. The so. cliff comes quickly though. And you then just the, you just, the cliff, just dude. Just it does. <laughs> Go look at the data. I'm All throwing, right, throwing it out there down. for myself. Jalen <laughs> hey, Jalen Warren isn't nothing. He looked good for Pittsburgh last year when Najee went down. So great handcuff. It's a total shot handcuff. in the dark. You're really you're banking on an, like an injury. But also, he's not a guy that I'm going to release because, yeah. you know, he, he did look really I will good. gladly pick him up. <laughs> right. As the Najee owner. Uh, yeah, I think that was that was good conversation, boys. That's a, that was a close trade. I think that was yeah. – it helped both teams. It made sense for both teams. So I think that's why, you know, you're seeing the, the close tossle here. Um, one trade that did Ooh. not help both teams. Um, Tim, go ahead. Uh, try to reserve your feelings toward it until Aaron counts us down. But okay. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have another trade in the trade ring for this league. Um, we have one Aaron Hunt and let Russ microwave attaining the tight end two, Mark Andrews himself. Arguably the tight end one of all of Dynasty. Right Arguably now. tight end one uh, with Kelsey's age. Mm -hmm. Zach already said it, you know, looking to sell off some pieces, looking to sure. get younger, looking to get some draft assets, right? Mm -hmm. He gets. Deontay Johnson. All right, I'll I'll wait for the first. Darnell Mooney. He's uh, okay. Still, yeah. And then a first, I guess, would kind of be fair. Yeah, and, and then he gets uh, a 2024 first. second, and a first. Period. End of sentence. Oh. Deontay Johnson, Darnell Mooney, and a 2024 second for Mark Andrews, to arguably one of the top two nut chasing contenders. Could have easily choked him out for like another couple of Aaron, draft count assets. us down. Aaron, <laughs> count us down. <laughs> Three, two, Aaron, Aaron, one, Aaron. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, 
I think if I think if we were rating this draft one through ten for Aaron, Tim would give it a thirteen. Yeah, I give it a nine point five, strictly from the fact that. And this tells you the state of Zach's team. Who was going to play? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Deontay Johnson (laughs) starts, and he needs draft capital at the 24-2, I guess. Um, But that's it. I mean, and and it's going back to the Cooper Cup thing. Did he ask you if you wanted Mark Andrews, Tim? No, not directly. He he, I'll I'll admit, he offered Mark Andrews to me in trades, but he never... He never came out and said, hey, Mark Andrews is about to move for this. Can you match it? Uh, That's a lie. He might have asked for Jalen Hurts for Mark Andrews. Oh, he did. And he he was asking for me. He wanted, like, the fields more stack for Mark Andrews. And I was like, I don't know. So I guess he did trade around. Fair. Yeah. But goodness, surely you could have got something better than, than this. Yeah. Like, no elite pieces, no firsts for arguably the top tight end in Dynasty football. Zoinks. Zoinks. Aaron, if you want to tell us your secrets, go ahead. I don't know if you want to, uh, I don't know if you like use the spell, if you just use that undeniable charm you got. What do you, what do you, how'd you do it? I mean, it just came together. We started negotiating and got onto some players that, you know, Zach really liked and saw the value in. And I was, was very. I was very just gung-ho These are guys that you were going to cut. <laughs> Absolutely. These were cut No, projects. I was not going to cut these guys. Tyreek and I'm Hill, actually, Devontae you could Adams, cut Darnell Mooney. Deontay Ross, Johnson, though, I do think. T. Higgins, I do Tyler think, Lockett, <laughs> going I, down your receivers. I do think Deontay Johnson has a pretty big year this year. I really do. I think he's going to bounce back. He can be wide receiver Wide receiver 30. 18. From, <laughs> from what he was. But, I mean, hey, you know, wide receiver 1-2, somewhere in there. Um so I think Deontay's a great player. I just really wanted Mark Andrews because I was frustrated that last year for me it was Dallas Goddard, Zach or Kyle Pitts. Like, yeah. Who do I freaking start every week? And, and now so, you have three of them. Now I have three guys, <laughs> but one's going to be the starter. Would Correct. you Would you have thrown in Dallas Goddard to get that deal done? If he If he pressed for it, but he didn't want Goddard. But you would have. Yeah, I would have done that. Yeah, for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, Who's his tight end right now? Who? I don't even know. Who's Zach's tight end right now? Anybody? We, we talked about we talked about Goddard, and David he, Njoku, and That's he right. and, and he, Luke Shoemaker. What well, Zach believes Njoku's like a top. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, he does. I was like, in. just like the last three years that he was supposed yeah. to be a top ten. ten this okay, is, the talent's gonna break out. The other thing that just that just gets me with this trade, Deontay Johnson's gonna be twenty eight. The best player he got back in his trade does not fit his team's timeline. If Deontay Fair. Johnson was twenty three in his second year, I'd be fine with so that. So George Pickens? No, because he's not <laughs> that great. But have you seen his one-handed he's, catches? He's gonna be twenty-eight. He does not fit the, the timeline. One-handed. Darnell Mooney is a cut candidate. I'm sorry, he is not a tradable asset. Um, and then uh, yeah, the, this we gotta stop. We gotta have to stop. Tim, stop talking before he has blood like, pressure. The twenty twenty-four second is stretches, which I think will be a bit of an earlier pick, in my opinion. We got a long one today, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's, I it's don't the know. start it's, of the season. Yeah, I, I I gave it to Zach in French Lick, so he knows how I feel about it. I, I don't need to rub it in anymore, but like, I'm going to have to be blown away by Deontay Johnson and whoever he takes in the second, or Mark Andrews is going to have to tear both ACLs and all of his patellas and everything. No, please no. That's fair. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, it's so unbelievable. I need it. So, I need it. So unbelievably 
lopsided that I think it has legs as the most lopsided trade in this league history. Ooh, that's a clip right there. That's a that's a preview. I think it has the potential to be the most lopsided trade yeah. in this league history. What's Tim talking about? Tune in. Actually, people probably know what he's talking about. But hey, we <sighs> move. Okay, off my we chest. move. That is all for the trade ring. It got bloodied. It cleaning crew needs to get in there immediately. Because especially that last fight was First just one of a, season a four, massacre. Man. I know. Yeah, we had, it was good. We had four guys in there, so that was a good one. Uh, before we completely move off the rookie draft, let's tap it off. Tap it off? Let's cap it off with some of our favorite picks, our least favorite picks, reaches, and values. Let's start with the favorite pick. I'll start it off. I mentioned it earlier in the third round. It's Tanks Bigsby for Tim in the third round. I said it. I think the opportunity is there. The talent is there. Etienne is not a workhouse workhorse running back, in my opinion, and he has he's shown that he struggles staying healthy at times. I think Tank Bigsby comes in as an immediate value in the third round. That's tough to find. That was my pick of the draft. Tank Bigsby at three three. Aaron, throw it over to you. My favorite pick is Zach Charbonnet at pick 110. Okay. And okay. I have I have some reasoning for this. So on its face you're thinking, oh, Kenneth Walker's there. Where uh-huh. where's the value when is Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Where where's the value? Where's Charbonnet going to get his touches? You know, he's probably not going to get the receiving work yada yada yada. Boys, we're heading into a new trend and a new era into the NFL here, and we saw it last year. The RBBC, the RBBC, where there's a goal line back role, and it's well defined. And Charbonnet is going to be that guy. He's going to be that guy that comes he's be in the goal line guy. Absolutely, he's six one two twenty. The dude is a tank. He runs over people. If you watch any of his film, the guy runs a four five three, and he is a power running back that is his role he can that, also catch passes out of the backfield can. which is like his ken his, walker does not do that which his, is where i think but, where the stress lies and you and considering the fact that it's stretch who has ken walker favorite pick well he's gonna play two i didn't two really seattle running back i didn't i didn't really factor that necessarily into you, it you went like favorite i just went okay. favorite player overall with okay the just the role that he's going to have in seattle i feel like it's not a doomsday destination like everybody's saying. Of course, we would rather him go to a backfield where he is the main guy, but I think he's still going to have RB2 appeal, in my opinion. Because, I mean, look at the Lions. Like, David Montgomery this year very much has RB2 appeal with his, you know. Yeah. I know he's going to get first and second down carries. Zach Charbonnet maybe won't, but... Goal linebacks, man, it works. Jamal Williams was super valuable last year, literally just being a guy that got it within the five. You sold me, but I think the fact that he went to stretch is where maybe me and Tim have heartburn. Yeah. What'd that's And that's totally fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, Aaron's favorite pick of the draft. Tim, I'll throw it over to you. Who, who caught your eye here? Yeah, for me, the favorite pick has got to be... Dalton Kincaid. Let's ride. So Chris and I you know, are just having a little love fest yes, over here. Are. Um this is the second target in the Bills high powered offense behind Stephon Diggs, above Gabe Davis, above Trent Sherfield, above Khalil above Shakur Shakir. Justin Shorter. I mean, it, he's clearly the number two target. 
and we're always looking for that next young tight end prospect who's yeah. going to become who's going to you know it's got Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, tear break. Yep. Who's that next guy that's going to jump into three? Is it can Kyle Pitts? Yeah, about to say I, he's the obvious one. But we haven't seen. Yeah, it he's yet. obvious, but like I wouldn't say. I would say there's still a tear break between those two Absolutely. and anybody else. So like somebody's going to do it eventually. Mm-hmm. Kelsey's just going to age out, and I think Kincaid has that ability. Like I said, I'm I'm a little nervous for the back, but but taking that away because he's healthy, they traded up and went and got him. I love the fit for the Bills, and I love the fit for your team, Hawkinson, and no other tight end. So you know it's nice to have two. And then you, if he doesn't do anything this year, who cares? You know, you're you're not looking at a spot where you have. I need him other to holes, and you need to yeah. drop him to make a make a roster roster spot for another defense. Like that's just not the case. So I think it's a great fit for the draft prospect and for your team. There we go. You had your favorite picks, which means we have to have a least favorite pick. I'll start here. It's not that I hate the player. Um, I don't like where he went. <laughs> and it's going to be Clayton. I'm sorry. I feel like we crap on you all the time, but it's going to be Jaden Reed at two nine going to Clayton. I definitely like Marvin Mims over him. I like Tajay Spears over him. I like Josh Downs over him. I like Tank Bigsby over him. I even like Jalen Hyatt over him. Um, a, I couldn't tell you anything about him in the pre-draft prospect. That could just be me, but like Michigan state, you know, not the most high powered offense, um, 5'11", 187, not undersized, but definitely not the wide receiver one Small. prototype you have. And he is in a crowded wide receiver room. I mean, yes. you got Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, they just drafted a tight end, and you got Two Jordan Love, ends. where you don't even know if he can you know, throw the ball well. So, um, again, not that I don't like him. You know, mid-third, late-third, I'd be like, sure, take a shot, we'll see. But, like, at 2-9, when it's Clayton, I mean – you just got to pick best player available if you're Clayton. You don't. You're. You can't afford to pick for your needs because you just got needs everywhere. So I think any of the other people that went after him, almost almost in the draft, maybe other than like Tank Dell, uh, I would like on Clayton's team more than I would like Jaden Reed. That's why it is my least favorite pick of the draft. Aaron, how about you? So mine might be a bit of a hot take. Uh, but I am not a fan of Quentin Johnston whatsoever. Ooh. I think At that one five Hayden should have had had nothing to do with the one five. If I'm if I'm in Hayden's position, I got the one one and the one two. I pick both running backs, and then I trade out of that pick, and I, I try to go get a win now wide receiver piece, and maybe get a 2024 first potentially. Maybe throw your hat in the ring to go get Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. Oh. <laughs> that's that's what I would do because you're so young that even if you don't win this year, you're going to compete next year and you have the chance to get a perennial top five dynasty wide receiver when he comes in. Off the bat, yeah. Off the bat. Um, and let me just, just I want to just crap on Quinn Johnston a little bit. I think <laughs> I, I think he's overrated. Uh, he has the size, sure. Um, he can definitely, with the athleticism, he's you know big and can body people. But he's he's a body catcher. And if you look at some of his body film, catcher. when he goes up for some balls, he like does this thing where he like takes it into <laughs> his shoulder pads as he's jumping up I feel into like the I'm air. I'm watching interpretive dance right now. He's like he does this weird thing sometimes <laughs> when he goes up for contested catches, and it it will not work in the NFL. It just won't. 
It literally will not. His route tree that he ran in college was very minimal. Like, how many types of routes did he run? Maybe some outs, maybe some slants, and they just told him to go deep. I mean, he's going to have to have a higher just IQ with his route tree. Yeah. And I just think, overall, uh, he has some drop issues, quite frankly. Now, here's a question for you, though. 1-5 if you're Hayden. Say you don't trade out. Do you take anybody that went after him? Or do you? Because we all agree he's kind of like I try to trade out. I I think that after Jordan Addison, it's a dead zone for me. So you wouldn't have taken like if you were Hayden, you wouldn't have taken an A chain or Kincaid there. You still would have taken Johnston, but you just wouldn't. like It's chalk, but I wouldn't like it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I I don't doubt. I don't blame him for the pick itself. It was the right pick to make because that's how chalk went. But I just don't like Johnston as a prospect. I just. Mike Williams is still there. They're paying him a lot of money to still be there. So, like, mm. he's not just going to go away all of a sudden. Like, I, yeah. And and I would just say <laughs> the drops are an issue. He was 14th in college football last year in drop percentage. Yeesh. Yeah, and I think it was funny because whenever, like, all the rookies got placed, it was, like, Addison Johnston, who was, like, you know, the, the four, who's the five, who's the four, who's the five. And I think as soon as people watched tape, they were, like, Oh, Jordan Addison's really yeah. good, and Quentin Johnson's a body catcher. So, and you know the whole situation. But I think it that clarified got clarified pretty quick. So, uh, Aaron hates Quentin Johnston. Um, <laughs> that add that to the list with um, who Tony Kadarius Kadarius Tony. Not a good. He's just guy. really Terrible not a good guy, man. <laughs> I know. Guy. Add Quentin Johnson to the list. Hey, so far you're you're right on Tony. I mean, maybe not a terrible guy thing, but like <laughs> fantasy wise, like All right. All right, Tim. Uh, your least favorite pick. Okay, so I bring I'm, it on, baby. I, I'm. It's not an apples to apples discussion because of what we just laid out. But my least favorite pick, taking all things into account, is oh, Zach Charbonnet. Oh man, Stretch should have never hands out here. had the one ten to begin with. So let's start there with that trade. You know, why would you trade Camara? And that's just you know, I don't know. I don't, don't didn't like that trade to begin with. Um, you have Ken Walker. Charbonnet's not a handcuff. He's RBBC. I mean, obviously, if somebody has a dramatic, catastrophic injury, he becomes kind of a handcuff, but he doesn't start out like that. And you're not going to play both of them each week. I know. that You're just not. I would have much rather – I mean, you could talk me into so many other players at 110, even if he did that trade, than Zach Charbonnet for Stretch's roster. So again, it's not a one for one. Like I'm totally hating on the player, but like, right. like for stretches for the pick and where he went and mm-hmm. everything, just not a fan. Yep. And I I lean more on Tim's side than Aaron's side. And I know Aaron like more so likes the player, and we have to clarify that. But like at one ten to stretch, not the biggest fan. So I'd probably yeah. lean more on Tim's side. Yep. Uh, when it comes to that, real quick on the biggest reach, um, I just said the tight ends overall. A lot of like rookie drafts I've seen, the tight ends, they go, but they're like mid to late second. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Dalton Kincaid, like maybe sp- they didn't spark one because the next three people after him weren't tight ends, but like maybe Michael Mayer at 2 1 to Hayden sparked something. But like the fact that you had Mayer and Laporta off the board at 2 1, 2 3, whenever people like Jonathan Mingo, Kendra Miller even went after Michael mm-hmm. Mayer. Um, the court, bo- quarterbacks both were yeah. there. Rasheed Rice went after them. Like, I, I think it was more so of a, a an availability thing. People were like, "Oh no, they're going to be gone. I have to get a tight end." When their talent for me is just not there to afford the two one and the two three. So my reaches of the draft were just tight ends in general. Aaron, your reach. 
so I want to clarify for especially this is Zach's pick, and I think you know with his team and what he maybe was trying to do by just getting a young receiver with promise. With you know he's tied to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, like, and nothing really against the prospect either. I I feel like it was a good pick for Zach. I just think for me, I'm out on Kansas City receivers. I'm just out. I'm out on all of them. I just we've done this dance for the last four or five years, and as long well, as since Tra- Tyreek left, yeah. we've done the dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, as long as Travis Kelsey is still there and is still walking and is still moving, it all flows through him, and then the remnants go to the rest of the receivers. That's just how it is going to be. I know Kadarius Tony is very talented, athletic. Very he, hurt. Very hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, baby. Yeah. But there's so many guys there that it's just – I just think he's just going to be another guy, unfortunately. I mean, that that's why it's a reach to me. It's like you just got to know when you go to Kansas City and you're a receiver, you're just going to be a role guy, and you're not going to develop into the Tyreek. So, again, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire a little bit. So that means you take Jonathan Mingo over Rushy Rice. Absolutely. You take Roshan Johnson over Rushy Rice. Absolutely. You take both quarterbacks. It's probably more roster construction. Just roster imagine. construction, Okay. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Mims over Rushy Rice. Yep. Josh Downs over Rushy Rice. That one's closer. Okay. Just because I don't love Josh Downs' size. Uh, but so you're saying he's more of early third he's round. He's yeah. I would say I would. Okay. Yeah, I would say late second, early third. You okay. could pull the trigger on him. That's fair. All right, Tim. Yeah. Your reach. Yeah, my biggest reach of the draft. So after hyping you up, I'm going to tear you down yeah. a little bit. Okay. Okay. Devon A chain. I can defend myself here. At one six. We talked that you know, one five was that tear break. And mm-hmm. so I don't fault you for shooting your shot at a guy. Um, and the fact that you do get Kincaid obviously kind of evens it out for me and how I feel about your draft overall. But I mean, I over A chain, I would have taken Anthony Richardson, Zay Flowers, um Charbonnet, probably not, but like I would even argue just would you rather have had Jonathan Mingo? No, because I my my point of coming into this draft was I need running backs. Okay, and I was so like roster construction. So the fact that I didn't get any of the top two, I was like, God, I it. I so. I just don't see it with a chain. Like he he's a guy that like if you're you get him in the middle of the second, that's fine by me. You know that that's where you get those type of guys. But one six felt very rich. Yeah. Um. And I don't know what other trade talks you had, or if you were like locked in on a chain at that point. But like, I just—I I did try moving the one six. It, ju- it just feels like it feels like a reach yeah. there. Yeah. No, I, I I kind of agree with you, honestly. And I just took him because he is the highest upside out of all of them. And if you look at my other running backs, I can I can afford that. You know, I have hopefully Kamara as long as he's not mm-hmm. suspended forever, and Najee Harris to kind of hold down those two spots because I feel really good about my wide receiver depth. Um, so if like Devon A chain sucks, it's like, all right, I'll rely on P Ryan, Penny, Swift, James Cook, like I plan to. If he's great, which I think any of the running backs that went after him, he has the biggest chance to be special, then yeah, I'm I'm glad I did it and I have a guy that can kind of put me over the top, I feel. So that's why I did it. I do agree with you. If I if he would have if I would have picked anybody else there, or maybe went Richardson Kincaid, that would have been fun. But then my roster would hate me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't totally disagree with you that it's. I don't think it's a reach. Is the thing I I, I could see it not. I could see it being not your favorite pick. But he's the next best running back available there. I think and running backs are sparse. You get him in the draft. 
That's why I think that's why I took them at one six. I don't know. I'd, I'd be curious to pull the league. Like if we could go back in time and be like, okay, of the next 10 draft picks, who would have taken a chain had he been there? Ooh, you think so? Yeah, because like stretch Anthony Richardson, Anthony Zay Flowers getting that receiver. So you think I could have got him at like 110? Stretch, Zach Charbonnet. Hayden was hellbent on a tight end. Anthony loved Kendra Miller. Oh, don't I think put that two, thought in three. my mind. Don't put that I thought in my mind. I think two, three, he could have gone. If I could have got Richardson and Kincaid at six, seven, and A-Chain at 10, oh my God. But it's a fun thought process. I'm just throwing out. It is a fun of, thought. I, I think he, I never thought I think he could be like two, three. It's possible. It is definitely possible. All right. Let's move on to our biggest values. Um, guys that we thought fell maybe a little too far or we just loved where they went. I'll start us off. Mine, I already mentioned him. I gush over this guy, and I let him know with a nice, you know, smack in the derriere right when he took him. Jonathan Mingo already talked about. His profile, his stature, his situation in Carolina, rookie court, rookie quarterback, not a lot of other bodies in the wide receiver room. I think he has a chance to end this year as a wide receiver too. I'm really excited about him and just continue to develop with Bryce Young and potentially be a perennial top 12 wide receiver two, three years down the road. Like I feel that strongly about him. Loved him where he went. That was my biggest fall would have taken him over probably any other receiver that went before him, potentially any other running back, definitely any other tight end. Um, I loved him where mm-hmm. he went. So that was my biggest fall. Aaron, to you. Uh, mine's going to be Roshan Johnson. Jeez, can we stop just Roshan. freaking rubbing Tim down here? Sna- smack dab in the These middle running of, backs, the, man. of the second round. Uh, I think Tim got a good one there. And a guy that is undervalued. I really do think that he got overshadowed. That whole Bears running back thing, it's just a mm-hmm. – well, it's like the Chiefs wide receiver. It's just close your eyes and throw one. I I'm going to get into that, though. I mean, first of all, I think Roshan in college was overshadowed by B. John Robinson a little too much, in my opinion. I think when he did get carries and when he did get the opportunity, the dude was solid. And – that's really, I mean, what's the competition outside of Khalil Herbert in Chicago? I mean, he's going to... Freaking um, Deontay Foreman. He's going to beat out Deontay Foreman, in my opinion. The one opinion. and only Achilles beater. I mean, Deontay Who Foreman could be... He looked great last year. He did, he did, but I could see Roshan beating him out for the number two spot. Um, And Khalil Herbert, maybe he, at the end of the season... To take one from Tim, he's small. He's yeah, small. and Roshan's, Roshan's over six foot, I think 200-plus pounds. Mm-hmm. He's a bruiser. So, I mean, he has the body frame that you would want at the position to take the you know, hits that you would need to to last the whole season. So maybe there's a world where Khalil gets broken down a little bit midseason, Roshan gets his chance and runs with it. I know he's fourth-round pick, draft capital, but I really liked that value there. I think um, I would have taken him early second. Yeah. I'm sold. I like. Yeah, I like the pick too. Yeah, wasn't my favorite, but I liked it. Where yeah. So it. for 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 me, it was. I loved Roshan Johnson before the draft as a potential like Bengals prospect, like Joe Mixon replacement. Yeah. I I would have been happy if we took him in the second round. Wow. I loved him. Like like he doesn't have the wear and tear of Bijan. Not as electric, obviously, like out of the backfield, but like running, like he finds lanes and he just he's explosive. He goes. Yeah. For a big guy, he's explosive. And so I, I loved him before the NFL draft and before the rookie draft. So when I had the chance there, you know, just letting the second round fall, 
is a no-brainer for me because I'll sit here today and be like, do we really know the RB1 in Chicago? Nope. No, Likely Khalil Herbert, but I wouldn't, like, bet money on that. Yeah, no. You know, it's like it's – like you said, camp's got to happen still. Deonta Foreman did look good last year. In I mean, it's probably rookie, Justin Fields. So. Exactly, yeah, so <laughs> – that's cool. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was your – oh, I'm sorry. You just Ooh. talked about Roshan Johnson. I'm sorry. Tim, I love you. Yeah. Who's your biggest faller? I'll, I'll wrap us up here. Uh, my biggest fall, best best value picks in this rookie draft across the league, I'm going to say quarterbacks. Okay. Starting with Anthony Richardson in the first round at 1-8. I think he could have gone as early as 1-6. And I oh, think getting okay. him a couple picks later in the first round is a good value. And then Zach and Don, we talked about it earlier, getting their quarterbacks of the future at two seven and two eight. Don had a good draft. Great, I, I, we haven't said that. Great but. value. I mean, we talked. I think the tight ends and quarterbacks could have flipped in my mind, and that would have made more sense. I agree. Yeah. And so the fact that they fell that late in the second round, I think those those are those are two great picks by Zach and Don. Yeah, I think they fell to where they were supposed to based on like the teams that were picking, but. Um, they were they were lucky that they were like back to back, right? Because mm-hmm. I think if you know Zach had an earlier pick in the second round and he picks a quarterback, it's likely that yeah, Bryce Don, Young Don doesn't Swen. fall to yeah yeah. So that makes sense. I agree. Uh, well, boys, that was your 2023 mega recap. Heck Goodness yeah. gracious, you should be able to like just quote the whole draft in the back of your head for as long as we just talked about that. But. Again, it's a really important day, arguably the most important day outside of maybe the championship, playoffs, all that kind of stuff, because this is where dynasties are made. Get these guys when they're young. They can be franchises of your team. They can be, you know, the new faces of your rosters. Uh, This is where it happens. This is where it's made, and this is where the rebuild begins. Any last words before we move on to our next segment? Nope. Get those Bengals Super Bowl bets in now. All right. Well, let's do it. How about some way too early power rankings? Broncos country. Let's ride. Not going to lie. I thought we were wrapping up the show. I totally forgot it. we were going to do this. But here we go. <laughs> here we go, baby. It's a, way it's a long pod. Buckle in, baby. Called, called, this one's going to be called season. the Mega Pod. Yes, the mega, the mega, pod. mega pod, the mega rookie recap. Buckle mega in, pod. two hours. Buckle if you're in. You're still in. Text me an emoji of an elephant right now, and I will Venmo you two dollars. Dang, I like that. Yeah, Dang. two don't count. But uh, oh, I was about right. to yeah, do yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah text me phone. an emoji of an elephant if you're still listening. Do we have any bets on? No, on who the first person? Wait, is it anybody who listens? Anybody? Oh wow, yeah. you're gonna owe a lot of money. Yeah. Drop your Venmo and leave a five star review. It's yeah, yeah you never know. I like that. You never know. And a five star review. Yeah, I'm watching. Fly. Yeah, on on whatever platform. I'm watching. Okay, so we have this. This is post rookie draft, pre training camp. So you know, some things still haven't played out all the way. Aaron and but I, it is a, and Aaron and I really have no idea who these, you guys what are these the picks dark. are. We are in the dark. <laughs> way too dark. early, 2023. This league power because the way this was worded on the survey. Oh, sorry, because the way this was worded on the survey monkey. It was. It said like, but you know, best off season, mm-hmm. and so I wonder how people did it because it's like the best team may not have had the best off season. Right. I know? just ranked it like who's like gonna win this year. Yeah. That's how I ranked it. I just copied over the 2022 Survey Monkey into 2023. <laughs> That's fair. All right. <laughs> so anyway, let's get it started at the bottom like we usually do. Any 
guesses from the crowd? Anybody at all? Anybody have anything going once, going twice? Stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Who Stretch. That? Who said that? Eh. You would be incorrect. Um, we have rolling over from last year, the Red Rocket. Hey. By far the least amount of votes. From everybody. Hey, you know what? Rebuild starts now, baby. He has like, I hey, give him some credit. He has like three 24 firsts right now. Does two. He, I think he has two. Two. Yeah. It could be three. Maybe. I mean, I, Marvin I Harrison Jr. That's all I'm saying. God, if he doesn't get Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a, I think it's a little low, but obviously like he's down there for, you know, my vote was in there as well. So number 10, the Red Rock. Oh, you would have Clayton at 10 too? I think I might've been the like at nine. Okay. Like giving him a little bit of a boost, right, but right. like, you know, he's down there for a reason. Um, right. Number nine, we have last year's offseason winner, Zach and Brees Lightning. All right. All right. Number nine. At That's fair. Brees Hall can only cover up so many flaws. Uh-huh. <laughs> and no more Mark Andrews on the team. Mm-hmm. But you do have Darnell Mooney. Why is Alexander Madison still on his team? I don't know. Yeah. He's got a couple weeks. Trade that guy, dude. Number eight, Team Don Perignon. Looking, uh, looking, trying real hard to break through. I have through. an issue with this. Trying to break through that top eight? six, but I don't think so. I put him I, a little higher. I than put that. Don at like five or six. Oh wow! Because he he is like a you know your dad whenever you walk into like a new place and he just goes around and he just like hits all the walls and he's like yeah that's a good wall right there. Yeah, that's sturdy. He'll go grab a shingle and be like, yeah, this is a well-built house. This ain't going anywhere. That's how I feel about Don's team. Like, his depth and his starting lineup. Like, his starting lineup is not going to win a shootout. It's just not. But when you look at that depth, as I try to pull up his team, there we go. You look at that depth, though, on his bench, Antonio Gibson, Elijah Mitchell, even Damian Harris. I like those. You could play those. Those would not be cut on my roster. Your receivers, Odell Beckham. Marquise Brown, Brandon Ayuk, Jahan Dotson, they wouldn't be cut on my roster. I'm absolutely keeping them. And then you starting lineup, you know, you got your Jackson Smith and Jigba, Chris Olave, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard. He has, like, a really solid team. It's not going to compete for a title. But if he's trying to tank for Marvin Harrison Jr. next year, I don't think his team is bad enough. Like, I think his team yeah, is really solid. He is no longer, like, a pushover. Like, I see Don on the roster, I'm going to be like, all right, it's, it's going to be a fight. Yeah. Like so, that's why I have beef with him at eight. I'm sorry, I just yeah he, he triggered me a little. He, he How got, many votes? He got one sixth place vote, one seventh place vote, and the rest were eight or lower. Wow, or lower? Yeah. Wow. What are we doing? I'm pretty sure I had him at seven. I'm pretty Whatever. sure I was the seven. So, yeah, Don, my brother. The numbers I'm don't for you, lie. Man. The numbers don't lie. All right, fine. All right, at number stretches worse than him. Seven it stretches here. I bet we have. The reigning nut champion. Good. Imagine winning the nut <laughs> Super twice. Super And you're seventh in the power ranking. What are we doing? Good. Why why do we do this to ourselves, guys? Let's just put him at one and make make, make him feel the pressure. Twenty twenty two will Laporta always have an starting tight end. Okay. Oh he God. better Gosh. not always do anything. have yeah. an asterisk. He he ekes out Don by four points in the system, which is like robbery. Uh, that, that's it's pretty close. Robbery. So. Super Camario at seven. So this is, you know, this league makeup, 
10 teams, six make the playoffs. So the offseason. It'd be vindication. Says that Stretch does not make the playoffs the year after he wins the night. Vindication if he doesn't make the playoffs. That'd be great. Good. We're all cheering for it. I, I love think. it. <laughs> <laughs> and at number six, so at that break, we're talking the, these six teams everyone's voting are going to make the playoffs. In the sixth spot, like we said with that tier break, where these are the guys that we think are going to make the playoffs. Six is Steven and Mount Passmore. I like it. Got some, some good pieces, some question marks. Yeah. When That's you have uh, two people unemployed on your bench, Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook. Uh-huh. Yikes. You know, you kind of relied on those guys yeah, last year. So yeah. I like Don over Steven, I think. Yeah, that's why I said yeah. it. I was like, I had Don at like six. But you didn't say it in your vote. I guess I did. Everybody else did it. <laughs> I To be fair, I did put Steven at six. but Yeah. So that's there. It, by a wide margin, he clears stretch at seven. It's like a tier. Yep. All right. Uh, at five. This is where it gets juicy. I would argue we have a tier. Based on points for votes, we have that next little grouping of teams. All right. So Steven's in a tier of his own? A uh, tier of his own. Based, right. based on the votes and the points for, he's really kind of on an island hovering at six. At five, we have Team Fairlife. People not really loving all the offseason. That's fair. Really? That's fair. I think, I mean, arguably one of the, one of, if not the most improved teams. I'm high on Chris's team. So I think I put him up top three. Like I said, well, I'll I'll get to the points differential, but like you add Cooper cup and you go down. I get it guys. It's all good. (laughs) These top, these top, I'll say three through five are in a little tier bracket of their own. All right. All right. Number four. Close, but no Jamar. Okay. Eking you out by two points in the vote process. All right. All right. Close, but no Jamar. Myself at number four in the power rankings. At number three, Country Road takes Mahomes and Hayden. Wow. You mean then he waddled away. Then he waddled away. Then he waddled away. I got to update these names, man. I probably even messed up some of the other ones. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Anyway, then he waddled away. A team that the votes say we do like your offseason moves. Because he didn't make the playoffs last year, right? He did not. No. Um, he's never made the playoffs, actually. Ooh, uh, number three. His depth is also horrible. Like, he has, like, a really, like, good-looking good looking starting lineup. But, like, the best player on his bench are Tua, Devin Singletary, Christian Watson, Quentin Johnston. And then, like, a bunch marks. of crap. Yeah. In my opinion, what was the vote breakdown for five through three? Do you know? Uh, total and like I could give you points off the top here. I eke out Chris by two points. Okay. And Hayden ekes me out by five. And this is a point system where if you get a first place vote, you get ten points. Sure. A tenth place vote, you get one point. Cool. So like really in those tiers, seven points splitting. That's one person switching. You know, you two spots and you're right there. So. Right. Yeah. That's where I'm saying there's a tier there. And that leads us to the top tier. Man. It's it's crazy how like r- routinely the top two people come from the worst division. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys got a bull in there. You're now. going over there bowl. now. Let's go. Let's see. Yeah. Well apparently the number five team. So well, actually, you know what? That means number one, number two, number three, number five. Yeah. Four out of the top the par- five. Apparently the number eight, but... Well, no, Don's in the other division And then the number, number 10. 10. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Four out wow. of the top five. Wow. 
fucking crazy. How times have how the how the tables turn. I know. I, I still think this is like a Zach mastermind move of like he knew this was gonna. Happen <laughs> I feel. I feel now. like uh, the Chipotle. W- wait, was it Kidoba that you were in previously? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm switching over Kudoba. Kudoba. Yeah. So I feel like Kudoba. It was the you know NFC back in the day. And now, yeah. now it's our, the Chipotle. Now, yeah, Patrick the AFC. Mahomes, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. We, we talked about it on the last pod we did a few months ago. But, you know, we did the third division shakeup because four out of five teams in Kidoba made it in the playoffs all three years. Mm-hmm. And so now we, we flop a couple teams and, you know, we'll see we'll see the how they shake yeah. out in the rest of the year. Again, because what, off the top of my head, Don in our division. No, Don switched. So off the top of my head, that's – Two, three, four, five, six, not including. So six of the ten first round picks were in Chipotle because Stretch kind of messed it up there toward the end. So it's mm-hmm. seven actually, because Don and Stretch had two. So yeah, seven out of the ten first round picks this year were in the Chipotle division. So some talent influx. So I'm saying anyway, but yeah, number, number two, two <laughs> is the man who finished number two last year. All right, that makes sense. Team uninspired youth and Anthony. Team's still liking him. I think he's been a solid top four in the power rankings every year. For a the while entire now. duration like, of this yeah, league. For the last <laughs> he's few managed years. his team well, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Stay so, competitive. Travis I think, Kelsey will do that for you. I think that's the you know, we got a tier break there. <laughs> Who's yeah. number one? Who's number one? That leaves number one. Who's number one? I don't know. Is the not reigning. Yeah. The not reigning. The, the I don't, don't love that. Nut winning. Let Russ microwave. Yes, sir. Yes, off-season indeed. pressure. I think I won this last year. I think I was the off-season winner in the way, way too early. Are you number one? Power rankings, yeah. Wow. So, glad that's not me you this go. year. Uh, Target's not on my back. There's a lot of pressure on me to, to win with my roster. Okay, I, I, I think I said it at French Lick, but stretch one year one. Aaron one year two. Stretch one year three. Please, God, give me anybody but stretcher Aaron in year four. I need that's some fair. new blood. That's fair. That's fair. All right, well, there is your top 10 power rankings. Tim, run through them real quick one more time. 10, the Red Rocket. 9, Brees Lightning. 8, Don, somehow. And Jigba's in Paris. (laughs) 7, still Super Kamara. Does not have Kamara. Come on, stretch. 6, you suck. Pass more. So bad. You're so annoying. Who's down to three quarterbacks. Started (laughs) with five. Oof. Team five. Team Fairlife. Team four, close but no Jamar. Three, then he waddled away. Two, team uninspired youth. And number one, let Russ Michael. Can Hayden handle the pressure, man? That's that's a big You're with the big dogs now. Like no more little like Hayden. At one point we voted him, I think, in a power ranking like nine. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's been bad for a while. Yeah. First year he kinda hung around and then like the feel like the last two he's just been kinda crap. So is what it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, how about we <laughs> wrap this shindig up? Nice little two hour yeah. for you. Let's get out of here. Broncos country. Let's ride. As always, this league underscore pod on Twitter. And Instagram. That's right. We're getting back live, baby. Football's coming. Get ready for the content. And, of course, if you're new around here, we do weekly episodes. During the season, we are committed, and I'm honestly, like, surprised and low-key proud of us of how, like, much we've stuck with that. Like, we are pretty weekly. Like, if we miss an episode, it's usually a big deal. So, anyway, we are weekly. During the season, you get us 
every week talking about the latest news, the latest scores from the best fantasy football podcast out there. As I mentioned, www.thisleaguepod.com is a thing that's currently under construction. So be sure to keep a lookout for that. We'll keep you guys updated when that has the latest and greatest information. You could see the latest scores, the latest waiver moves, the latest trades. You can even get in on the trade ring before we even talk about it and form your own opinions. Unless it's like the Aaron Zach trade, then you already know what the opinion is and it's just sad and it's bad or whatever. Um, I forgot to do it at the first, but we had some drinks of the week. It's a Coors Light kind of night. We were typically not sponsored by Coors Light. Uh, and then I also actually had like one of those Sunny D seltzers. Um, what'd, I had you, it, what'd you think? I had it once and it was pretty meh. I had it again. It was getting pretty meh. It's fine. It's one of those things that like you get once and it's like, oh my God, a Sunny D Nostalgia. vodka. Ah, uh, yeah, that was great. And then you never buy it again. So yeah. it's totally going to be a fad and it will be gone here in like a year. Um, and, and as always, if you don't mind, if you enjoy the content, five stars wherever you do it would be great. Comment, share us with your friends, and as always, smash the like button, baby. Take a wrecking ball to it and destroy it. I came in like a wrecking ball on the like button. The excavators are ripping it out. Just crush it. Just destroy it. Bang it. Three things that never change heading into season four. Death taxes and just click it, or you can just click it. We'd appreciate that yeah, too, boys. I did not have a, uh, a a a song lined up for us to get away to, but you know what? It's season four. We're feeling good. I say we just celebrate. You know, season good. four is yeah. here. Football is forty four days so away. So close. Forty right. four. Forty three. Big deal, baby, guys. Thank you for listening. Season four is here. We'll be back soon. Later, guys. The wait is over. Peace. I'm Chris. Love you guys. Go on, get. <laughs>